0: Again, that's EbayMotors.com. I've thought of a way to make this very simple so you will understand. Would you please give me a spotlight? You get what I'm saying now?
1: This is not about you. This is about me being in the spotlight where I deserve to be
2: hello welcome everyone to the spotlight here on fightful.com once again thank you to our friend big dick dave batista who sent that in he recorded that just for us steven jensen i'm jeremy Lambert, joined as always by the great steven jensen jensen how you doing buddy
3: doing well doing well i think it's funny because like that intro it looks like i'm wearing the same exact thing because like i'm wearing glasses my hair's tied and like it's a black (laughs) shirt because like the, the way that our camera works for this show like you can never really see what I'm wearing. So it just looks like a black I'm I'm usually wearing a black shirt though. So like You're dang, wearing a wrestling
2: I, shirt all the time and all wrestling shirts are black.
3: Exactly. It's that's exactly it. Um but uh and I'm also um I'm in the process right now of like waiting on new contacts and that's why I'm wearing my glasses so much. So anyways, um yeah, been a bit of you know, a morning just kind of waking up, but I know you're usually up and at it and wait for a few I hours. Get, so. I got
2: kids, man. I got step kids. They're up at six o'clock every morning. So I'm you know, I'm up. I've already listened to two podcast interviews, done about you know five, six posts on the website. I'm I'm rolling, baby. I've already finished one cup of coffee. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody will bring me a second cup of coffee. I don't know. We'll see. Or <laughs> rolling, Steven Jensen. It's Thursday, it. it's spotlight day.
3: Hell yeah. Looking forward see, to it. Punk, yeah. punk is back. See
2: punk is back. That's what we're gonna start with here. Let's, I mean, let's let's get into it. I gotta find yeah. the, the intro video. Here we go. All right.
3: Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in, and it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows.
2: Last night, AEW Dynamite Quake by the Lake, the lake that quakes. CM Punk returned following the main event. John Moxley defending his interim championship against Chris Jericho it turned into a big brouhaha. And then the cult of personality hit. CM Punk came out, looked fine, was running, was jumping around on his uh, foot, and got in the face of John Moxley. John Moxley said that to him, and then <laughs> shoulder shrugged him. And here we go, all out. CM Punk, John Moxley. You excited, Jensen?
3: I am. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. I saw I saw Muscle Man Malcolm, and I think a few other people tweeting the uh, last night. They were like, because they got pictures with him at. Um, at that convention like this last weekend.
2: And yeah, he, San Diego Comic Con, I think, or and, one and, of the Comic Cons.
3: Right. And in c 2 e 2 c 2 e 2 Right. And uh and Punk was like, he was sitting for all of the all the photo ops. And people were like, could he even stand in the whole time? Like, was this was his foot okay? We just we just looked pretty good out there. Um, but uh I, I'm uh I'm happy to see him back. Like I didn't know exactly when he was gonna come back. Um we knew it was gonna be a pretty a pretty fast return considering they did the whole interim title thing and not and they didn't just like strip him of the world title. So um I think they've done a really good job though of of establishing Moxley as like the champion while he was gone though. Like I mean Moxley had he's had multiple title defenses. Like it wasn't like he just won the interim title and just like sat there and waited for Pong. He he defended that belt consistently and um so I think they've done a really good job of like building towards moxley and punk and we have about another month or so before all out so they can like really get into it for the next month or so before their match so um i thought the timing was really good and punk got a massive pop last night i mean he's people can say what they want about cm punk and i've said what i've said about him throughout like his you know his ufc run and all this stuff but like one thing everyone always whether you like cm punk or you don't you gotta give him credit for how over he stays with the wrestling fan base i mean it's it it really is really really impressive um so yeah i'm i'm all i'm all for uh seeing him back and i i i, I expect cm punk is gonna he'll uh you know retain the belt and, and and unify the belts i'd imagine but they've done a really good job of making me think that mox has got a shot
2: i i suspect cm punk will win uh at all out as well because he didn't really have a run with the right. title he did the trios match and then got hurt uh so yeah i suspect that punk will win as well did get a big pop we all kind of thought he'd be back by all out that was the the rumor and innuendo that was out there but yeah he, he did some good work work out there with walking in a boot at the conventions not standing limping around and put some doubt in people's minds of oh is cm punk gonna be good like is is he gonna be healthy enough is he gonna be back in time for all out looks fine seemed Seems like he's gonna wrestle at all out. Wasn't confirmed or anything, but seems like that's where it's chicken up to be. I'll say this about CM Punk. I his first run, like his WWE run, like I liked him. I really liked his ROH run. Uh, you know, we did the, the ROH show and we watched yeah. uh, a couple CM Punk matches, but I really liked his ROH run. I liked his WWE run, soured a little bit after WWE stuff with the UFC stuff. I'm kind of in the same boat as you when it came to to the UFC stuff, and then just his general attitude online mm-hmm. with stuff. Uh, rubbed me the wrong way uh i think he, since coming to aw i think he's been great um in ring i've been i've been doing this thing called the series on on Fightful over overbooked i've been re cm punk matches I've, I've re-watched darby uh kingston and Wardlow. he's really fucking good like his his mind for wrestling is like top of the top top of the top when it comes to just like laying out matches and storytelling in matches and storytelling to get to the matches as well like when you go back and you rewatch some of this stuff and I'd be interested to like rewatch now some of his WWE stuff to see if it kind of holds up to that same level I'm willing to bet for the most part it does but certainly his AEW stuff I'm not sure he's really missed in in AEW and uh you know, when it comes to the Moxley thing, I think the promos are going to be great. They got less than a month to build it, but I, th- I think the promos are going to be great, and then they're going to have the match, and I think the match is going to be great too. I'm excited to see CM Punk back. He re- rewatching this stuff, I have become a bigger fan of him, and I've appreciated him more. I probably did be beforehand because he's yeah, he's he's next level when it comes to the the way he puts everything together.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean like you just said even just coming back and when he wrestled darby they they made it make sense you know through like how cm punk made it made it like you know if i was if i was growing up right now <clears throat> as a wrestling fan a young cm punk darby allen would be my favorite wrestler so i want to wrestle darby allen you know and it was like a baby face for baby facing and it worked and, and and punk came back he's had a lot of really good matches good stories since coming back you know I, I think that the mjf feud was Uh, that story was not only the best storyline, I think in AEW history, it's like one of the best like pro wrestling stories I've ever watched play out in like my 30 years of watching it. Um, I, the thing is too like, the matches are paying off also. It isn't just like the stories are incredible. Like the matches have been great too. So like he's really hitting on all cylinders. And I know after the, after the um, MJF match, CM Punk was talking about how like that match was his love letter to professional wrestling and stuff. And like, and you can just tell, in all of his time off, he probably really felt like he was never gonna come back because he felt like it was always like his only real option was gonna be the WWE and and be wrestling for Vince McMahon and this and that and like I I think that once he realized AEW was like a real possibility for him and a legitimate option, he uh he really started like. I don't know how long the wheels have been spinning in his head for, but you can tell that like everything he's done since coming back has been a massive collaboration. Like these are, these are his ideas that I'm sure Tony Khan, you know, I'm sure there's, there's, it's a collaborative effort, but it's like, you, you can tell that there's a lot of CM Punk built into what we're seeing, like, like his entrance against MJF and the throwback um, uh, gear and all that stuff and the throwback music and even certain moves he hits. And like, picking and choosing his spots and when he's going to go for like a, uh, um, a Pepsi plunge and stuff like that. Like they're like, they're just little things and that he's woven into the stories and into the matches that like, I just think it really is next level stuff. And it's stuff that I think is going to really help the young AEW roster over time. Like having a mind like his around to, to pick his brain, is going to be really beneficial for a lot of that roster. And I'm sure it already has been. So, so no, I'm with you. I think CM Punk is like, a, he's a next level storyteller. And it was, it was rough, man. Like it it was sad as a, as a, as a fan of his to see how, you know, how bad the UFC run was, but, but on top, but it was, but it was, but it was, you know, he has balls for doing it. I've never, I've never roasted him for that. Like he has balls for doing that and fighting people in the UFC, especially knowing the level he was at. But, uh, but, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where like, there was that, but, but I, I, it always rubbed me the wrong way how he how he kind of approached wrestling and wrestling fans for a few years, right? Like he really made it sound like he didn't want anything to do with us or, or do with or do with the business. But his his love for it has clearly clearly changed over the last couple of years. So I uh, I love what I'm seeing out of him. I, I really am,
2: and I'm really happy to see him back. And I mean, John Moxley. I think since returning in January, Moxley in AEW has been one of my favorite wrestlers. I I've said it many times. Like he's felt like the biggest deal in pro wrestling for a good chunk of his AEW run. And I I think that's been the case, uh, at least for me during, during this title run even. And I'm not saying this run has been better than, than, hangman pages because he's had great matches, moxley has but there's been no doubt as to who was going to win at least hangman there was some doubt of oh can he defeat danielson can he defeat Cole? like those feuds weren't my my favorite especially the Cole feud i thought it went a little bit too long moxley has just had great matches where it's like all right well moxley's going to win but moxley and aw and certainly since he's been back in the ring uh following uh rehab like he's been he's also been kind of like next level with stuff and he said it before like he feels he's like really putting everything together in the ring and wrestling the style that he wants to wrestle. I think we're going to see something like pretty special between Moxley and punk at all out. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I think both guys are kind of at the, the peak of their powers right now when it comes to to promos and, and when it comes to in ring ability. And I think we're going to see, we're going to see that we've seen Dean Ambrose versus CM punk and those matches were were good, but it was, sort of a smaller picture thing. Cause Moxley was part of the shield and punk was, was tied with Brian at the time, but kind of a little bit lost in the, the mix uh somewhat as it was near the end of his uh WWE run as well. And I think now these two guys are certainly the biggest stars in AEW, two of the top stars in all of wrestling. Again, I think we're going to, we're going to see something special at all out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, another layer of what, what makes Moxley so great right now, in my opinion, is I think there's there's certain fans I think that really only watch him in AEW, and there's certain and, and some of that fan base they love Moxley, but then there's other part of it that I've seen that doesn't like. I've seen a lot of people that don't like Moxley's current run, like they just don't think he should be the interim champion or whatever. I totally disagree. Like, I, I think his, his interim title run has been really good personally, but part of what makes Moxley so great right now for me too is that. Like he's doing the same thing in GCW and like he's showing up on indies and stuff. And like, he just really seems like the, like, he seems like the biggest badass in all of wrestling to me. Like, like this dude who's willing to go in front of a crowd of, you know, a few hundred people at a GCW show or in front of a few hundred people, at like a smaller indie show and pop in and just do it for the love of the game and to help out the next generation and and he goes hard out there too like when he's in a gcw ring he's going through glass and he's i mean he's bleeding worse than what you see on AEW tv every week and stuff And like um so it's just it's really cool and I, i love i love the kind of the mindset mindset change and kind of the kind of gimmick change almost that he's that he's under or kind of the evolution of what john moxley has become because you know, he's always had like a a passion for mixed martial arts and, you know, he, he trains with Randy or extreme couture and I know he doesn't live in Vegas anymore, but when he did, he was there a lot and I'm sure he visits and stuff and, um, in him with his like love for William Regal and his friendship with guys like Claudio and Danielson and stuff. And it's like, just kind of cool seeing what this, and and also, I think a lot of it also kind of runs parallel with him becoming sober also where like, yeah he you know he's in like the best mental condition it seems like he's in his physical condition is is night and day like he went from like bloated and like looking kind of scary to like he looks like he's healthy and 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 on top and and along with those changes i think he also made changes to like his mindset as like an in-ring wrestler it's you know he's always going to be kind of like that lunatic fringe or whatever right like he's always going to have like that quirkiness and kind of like that Jesse Pinkman kind of vibe about him. But at the same time, now I see him more as like, like, so the, he had, he had his run in the Indies, which I love, but you know, that was a lot of death match stuff for the most part. Then his FCW run, I thought was really good with like Regal and stuff. But, but then like WWE for all those years, he kind of was more of like, he had good matches and I was a fan of his, but he was more of like a brawler where like, you know, it was like punches and kicks and he was just a crazy lunatic and, you know, but now I it's told like, you that
2: every week the lunatic yeah,
3: fringe name. exactly Ambers. and then instead of doing something actually crazy that would like get him over they have him like
2: it gas out,
3: at someone yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like and so burned
2: a jacket oh no he burned the shield gear <laughs> or like be or like
3: destroys a potted plant or something yeah like, he's unhinged like, yeah he's crazy um but but now it's like there that that still exists within John Moxley, but that's just like a part of what he is now. Like now I think of him more as like a guy who's a great brawler, but also technically sound and like goes for submission holds and like trains with catch wrestlers, and you know, and it's like so I I, I really like the evolution of what John Moxley's become and and I think it really shines through too. Every everywhere he wrestles, whether it's AEW, GCW, indie promotions, whatever. Like when he when he walks through that curtain, he's he he has this look in his eyes, like he he knows he's doing something special. And uh and I I think he's I think he's in his prime right now. Like I you know he's been very he's been great for a long time, but I think this is the best version of John Moxley we've ever seen.
2: There's a confidence and a swagger to to Moxley that like inherently comes through on the television. Like it, you can just see it the moment he he walks out. You can see it when he walks through the crowd, when he gets in the ring. Even last night when he was face-to-face with Punk and he flips him off and he gives him the the shoulder brush. He's like, all right, you're CM Punk. Cool. You got this big reaction. Awesome. You're technically the world champion. Like, that's great. I mean, he said it in his promo. He's like, oh, you want to call me interim champions? Like, no, like I'm defending this title. I'm training. I'm working hard to keep this belt. I'm not just out here holding on to this belt, keeping it warm. For CM Punk's return. And then again, at the end of the night, now it was the same thing. It's like, cool, you're back, great. I'm still the fucking man around here. Like you're not coming back here and, and taking my spotlight. And just like, Oh, it's all about CM Punk now. Like, no, I'm, I'm still the man around here. I love, it's a little thing. and probably meant nothing to, to anybody. Like when he's out there with Claudio and like, they're doing the handshake and he's like chest bumping them and everything. It's like, yeah, this guy like has this inherent belief in himself. Like this is my fucking territory and no one's coming in here and taking it from me and get like that confidence and swagger it just oozes when he is on screen. So that's why Boxley's been legitimately like my favorite performer since he's joined AEW. He's been great.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And I always love watching like Renee's reactions and stuff too to some of this stuff, like on Twitter <laughs> while he's doing it. It's so funny because when they met, it's like, they, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure John is very similar to when they met all those years ago, but like, it was kind of funny to think like, you know, they met in the WWE where like things were pretty, pretty squeaky clean as far as like you know the stuff you saw on screen and like and you know but then like he leaves wwe like ever since it's like these matches some of these matches he's been having where he's just bleeding like crazy and going through glass and barbed wire and all this stuff and just seeing her reactions like that's been kind of a a funny layer of it to me too because like you can tell she just loves him so much and she thinks that that he's so awesome and like so badass but then like every now and then she's like i'm really scared like i really don't want you doing this and you can tell he just like feeds off of that like he just he just, he loves being that dude who like can take it to that next level of craziness and like still get away with it you know what i mean like i i uh yeah I... well
2: she she was talking uh with, with danielson on on the podcast and danielson's like yeah i just love the bleed like it's great it's you now love it he's like your husband loves to do it too she's like yeah i don't understand it like, i don't know why you guys just want to go out there and bleed all over the place like he got he got bloody last night his ear was ripped up and yeah. everything like it's a job moxley match he's gonna he's gonna bleed in the match like he some people feed off that i don't get it i don't want to go out there and cut myself open and bleed all over the place but like some people just feed off that and yeah watching renee and just like oh fuck uh, here here he goes again he's gonna do something insane and moxley He's at the top of his powers, I feel. And CM Punk, I, I think he's at the top of his powers as well. I'm really looking forward to this match at all. Yeah. I'm glad it's happening. I don't know what the original plan was for All Out, if it was Moxley and Punk before Punk got hurt, and they kind of had a reverse course with this, but it, they pivoted to this, and I think it's going to work out in their favor, pivoting to this.
3: Yeah, and they've had to do a lot of a lot of that, right? I mean, like that's kind of a good transition into the other AEW spotlight, but Like, because, like, even speaking of pivoting, you know, the the hangman and the young bucks, which we're about to talk about, like, these this was a whole story that probably was supposed to start playing out a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, and then Kenny got hurt, and they I feel like they've had to like really push stuff back. And then, like, in the Adam Cole coming in at that time and everything, and Cody leaving, and there's just a lot has happened that, you know, so yeah, if you want to get into that real quick.
2: um, Yeah. So, so last night, um, we we saw the young bucks, they're in the trios tournament, they don't have a partner, it's a mystery partner. Uh so they go to Hangman page backstage and they're like, Hey, Hung Bucks, let's get back together. You know, let's let's do this, let's win these trios championships. And Hangman is just like, like, I can't do that to Dark Order. Like, if if I'm in it, that means it's po- it's possible that they might not win. Like, this is about them. They supported me during my run helping me to the title when I was down when you guys left me. I'm going to support them, and so I'm just going to be in their corner instead of, you know, competing in this thing. And now Brandon Cutler is going to be the partner with the Young Bucks, and we'll we'll see what happens if the Young Bucks can carry Brandon Cutler in this trio's tournament. Uh, I thought it was a good segment. I liked it because it did seem like it was we were leaning towards Hung Bucks when he made the save last week after the Undisputed Elite turn. And you know, I liked that Hangman actually referenced this dark order stuff they've done a good job on being the elite not everybody watches being the elite uh i do think aw still has an issue of like not letting certain things breathe like i would have liked to see a replay of the undisputed elite attack i'm not saying you got to beat me over the head with all this stuff every single week. But this should have been a big deal. Like, show me some recap of this. Like, put some more focus on this kind of stuff. Uh, But I like that Hangman was like, you know what, now, like, Dark Order, hey, these guys are still my friends, even though I aligned with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus that one week instead of them. Like, they've supported me. I'm gonna continue to support them. Like, you guys need to find somebody who hadn't turned on you. You haven't turned on them. Like, you, you need to find somebody like that. It's all seemingly setting up for the big Kenny Omega return next week, because the young bucks are in action next week, unless it is Brandon Cutler. Uh, so yeah, we're getting same. Seem, seemingly we're getting Kenny Omega back next week. One week after CM Punk is back. What'd you yeah. think of the segment and uh, Omega's eventual return?
3: Um, I like, I, I like the segment. I think, I think it all makes sense. You know, I, I I've said this before and I'll say it again. I, one of my favorite moments in AEW history was the, what makes a cowboy, uh vignette like the the video package right before and then like the entrance of hangman and the dark order coming out to wrestle the elite squad when they were dressed up like uh space jam like that yeah. that that entrance was incredible i'm still waiting for Jazzwares and jeremy pedauer to put out a <laughs> um a, a hangman page with like that gear with like the the purple uh uh roses and stuff on it mm-hmm. like that anyway so like, i i think there's been a lot of like pretty cool really cool moments actually that that hangman in the butt and uh and the uh the dark order have had on on tv but most of what you see with them is on bte um so my thing is this i'd imagine it, it won't actually be brandon the, the only reason i think that they could do brandon cutler as the unbox partner the only reason it would make any sense is if like he is the reason they lose like like brandon cutler gets pinned right that eliminates the young bucks team. And then like whenever Kenny's ready to come back, then Kenny and the young bucks go after whoever the champions are. Like I could see something like that maybe, but I think the more likely scenario is that Kenny's just back in time for all out. And they just didn't. And if Kenny's back, I would have Kenny and the young bucks win the entire thing. E- even though I know that's predictable. Like I think that's still the right thing to do. Um, What I really want to see now though, like I, I think that eventually we will get the elite coming back together and it'll be the the four uh the four person team of well, I guess Brandon Cutler technically as well. So like you'd have Hangman, the Young Bucks, Kenny, and then I guess Brandon Cutler, um, kind of, you know, with them, you know, as like their their camera guy or whatever. But um what I really wanna see, I wanna see the Young Bucks and Kenny focusing mainly on the trio side of things especially if kenny if this is a good kind of crutch for kenny where like depending on how injured he still is and how ba- you know hurt and banged up he still is a trio's title for him would be perfect because the young bucks can still i mean all three of those guys though to be fair are always dealing with like nagging injuries like uh, matt and nick jackson you know they're 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 banged up too but it helps all three of those guys, like to be able to have three people to do the work instead of just one or two of them. And I I would love to see a storyline play out where they have kind of their own thing going on with the trios, and they're like they kind of collectively had chosen hangman to be like, all right, like, hey man, you gotta get your world title back. And like this time, this time, like it isn't you versus Kenny. Like, we all have your back. Like this is like you know, you've you've won the title before, you you've lost your confidence before, you've won the world title, we weren't there for you. You lost it, you kind of lost your confidence again, kinda hanging out the dark order again. Like 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 to see Hangman kind of make a run for the title again, but with the support of the rest of the elite, I think that could be interesting. Um, so I think there's a lot of really cool stories and matches and a lot of different stuff that's gonna come out of um, all of the stuff we saw and last night i thought was a pretty good kind of setup to a lot of stuff because you also start kind of alluding to the idea that the dark order and uh and the young bucks are on different sides of this bracket too so like it's very possible that it winds up being the dark order versus the young bucks and, and kenny or the young bucks and hangman if like he does wind up ultimately joining with them and so I think. Do you think that's where it heads? Do you think we get the Dark Order versus the Elite as like the ma- as like the finals of this thing?
2: So, so I was going to ask you about the bracket. Uh, so I'm glad you asked me. So we have Young Bucks and Mystery Partner against Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Rouge. You would ass- unless Brandon Cutler is in this and he takes the pinfall here. If it's Omega, you would think that o- Omega and the Young Bucks are going to win. We on the top end of this bracket we have Osprey and Aussie open against death triangle. And I, we we've had this Omega and Osprey tease forever. Like this has been, I don't know if the heat's legitimate the way both of these guys talk. It sounds kind (laughs) of legitimate, but if they're working, they're doing a very good job of it. Um, I don't know if they're just gonna do like Omega Osprey in like a six man kind of thing. Like I kind of think one of the Aussie Open guys maybe just takes the pinfall, and that since Pac Penta and-, and Phoenix are the you know the the three AEW guys, and that, and so we don't end up getting the Omega Osprey tease. Then on the other side we have Trustbusters and-, and Best Friends, uh, and we have House of Black and Dark Order. Putting Dark Order over House of Black is a gutsy call because house of black is seemingly like one of their their big deals like malachi is mostly on television brody king's been you know he's been beating darby allen until last night when he lost the coffin match and people think highly of a buddy matthews who should wrestle more better omega as, as they call him <laughs> Dark Order has just been they've been losing a bunch of matches so for like they ju- they literally just lost the house of black i think like two weeks ago or three weeks ago on like rampage maybe it's a little bit longer but They lost to House of Black on Rampage a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure I'm not mistaken on that. And they tag team match. Um, So for it to align as Dark Order against Young Bucks and Omega, like I think that's the best story with the Hangman Page stuff. But man, to have them beat House of Black would, that would be a a gutsy call given how Dark Order has been treated for for the most part. I kind of think they. Tony leans very heavily towards match quality. And I'm not sure. I'm not saying that like dark order against young bucks and Omega would be like a terrible match or anything. I think house of black comes out on the other side of this bracket to set up them against young bucks and Omega. I think, I don't know. The story is the dark order though. That's the story. But I still think house of black ends up in the finals. Where are you at on this?
3: It it depends on what order they do this tournament, I guess, because, because like like you said, for the for the dark order to get to the finals, they'd have to beat House of Black, and then they'd have to beat either the Trust Busters or the Best Friends, right? That was that. That's they, that they're gonna the beat bracket. that. I don't.
2: I don't like the Trustbusters Busters. The Best Friends feel like yeah, whoever was winning that is probably losing in the the semifinals. But
3: probably. Well, I mean, I expect the Best Friends to beat the trustbusters. Like, I, I think too. that's probably. But um, and by the way, I like the trustbusters. Like, I I like I think Ari Davari um like people. You know, we're going to talk of some NXT level up today. Don't worry, y'all. But what? Was, yes, when, everyone, when, 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 everyone's but waiting
2: worry. a, a bated breath with it for the NXT <laughs> yeah, level up session yeah, we're going to have.
3: Don't you worry. But the <laughs> reason I bring that up is because when it was 205 Live still, um, Ari Davari was a, a guy along with Tony Neese and some others that like I thought were really the backbone of that show and really didn't get enough credit. Like, Ari Davari is a really solid wrestler. Um, It's just he was on a show that nobody cared about. But i like him i think that parker bardo already is showing a lot more uh promise right now than he ever did as harlan in the w or in uh the nxt and dude i think it's hilarious there's so many people that don't know who slim jay is like i'm like tell me you don't know about indie wrestling without telling me you don't know about indie wrestling like if you don't know who slim jay is like you don't just don't know about any i don't know what to tell you like I you know, I'm not one of those like hipsters that thinks you need to spend you time are watching. Bury, every...
2: bury all the people who dislike indie wrestling. You're burying my fiance, by the way, because she is, last night during that segment, she's like, who are these people? She knew Parker yeah. Bordeaux because Listen. his name was on his shirt, uh, but right. did not know Divari and then did not know Slim Jazz. Like, Yeah, Slim J has been around for like 20 years. He's been around and, forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and, and it's, well, Daivari, he's looked the same the entire time too. Yeah, I was like, Devari, he's been he was on like 205 Live and stuff. She's like, okay, thanks. And then she asked me again, like five minutes later, who are these people?
3: Yeah, and, and to be fair, like my buddy who was watching the show with me last night, he said the same thing and so and, and I saw plenty of people on Twitter that were, Who is this guy? You know, this guy looks like a loser. And I'm like, guys, like, watch some like 2002 or like i guess when did ring of honor start 2002 it would have yeah. been right around that time that like he was a part of like really early ring of honor but also part of it for me is he stayed he stayed relevant on like the southeast indie scene for a long time like so i i've seen him like wrestle in georgia over like the last few years and stuff like that or like in tennessee and stuff so like i so he's been kind of fresh in my mind over the past year's even when he wasn't in ring of honor and stuff. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm a fan of his, I think he's a really underrated wrestler and a really innovative guy, a guy who like, you know, who kind of, in a lot of ways is kind of like an amazing red type of guy where like a lot of people did, he innovated a lot of stuff and a lot of people have taken um, kind of like the blueprint of a lot of his moves and stuff like that. And like, so he just doesn't get the credit he deserves. So I think it's really cool to see him at least on AEW TV and as a part of ring of honor, um, but when it comes to the Dark Order, I think it's possible that it, it, depending on when these matches take place, like if the Dark Order match happens before the Dark Order versus House of Black match happens before the Young Bucks match. It's not Young Order, Bucks are
2: next week. Young Bucks are in in Omega or maybe Omega. Uh, Young Bucks matches is next week. So the Dark I think,
3: Order is it next week also. Is it? No, I don't know. I don't don't think
2: they, yeah, I don't think they announced that that was also. Okay.
3: Because the only, the only thing I was thinking is if like Dark Order gets eliminated before the Young Bucks even have their match, then that would open up Hangman to not have to align with Dark Order. You know what I mean? Like if they were already out, then he could be like, oh man, like my, my team is out. So like there's nothing stopping
0: me from, from teaming. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: With the Young Bucks, you know what I mean? Right. Um,
2: yeah, they. It, it's the only thing they announced for next week from Trio's action is the Young Bucks match. So unless they okay. add the Dark Order match uh, and then, yeah, that goes on first or something, then the Young okay. Bucks match is first.
3: I'm— I'm gonna predict Kenny comes back next week.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That, I think I think
3: just I think it's we just get Kenny and the Young Bucks at that at, at that point. Then I think that yeah. makes the most sense.
2: I I, I agree with you, and yeah, you know, we, we will see. With a uh, uh, money Mar- money mark says Miro costs House of Black. See, I that I think that could be a possibility as well. And the story is Dark Order against Young Bucks and, and Hangman, and then. Sort of what does Hangman do? Does he just play neutral? Does he try to help Dark Order? Does he help the elite guys? And but that sort of turns him heel because if he turns against Dark Order, like that's probably not the best way to, to go about it. And I think they want to keep Omega and the Bucks faces at least for right now because Undisputed Elite is heel, and so that's the feud. Uh, there's options there, and we'll see w- which way they go. The story is Dark Order though. I still feel that House of Black is is probably ending up in the finals. It just feels weird to beat them to have Dark Order yeah. beat them, but Miro costing them would be the way to sort of do it. Since Miro did say last night of like, you know, I he didn't reveal his black eye, but he did say last night of like, I'm coming to, I'm going to use this as power now, and I'm coming to still like destroy House of Black. So costing them this championship uh, or this place in the tournament would probably be the way to go.
3: Yeah, well, in speaking of the uh, you know the eye, I thought that was awesome that Sting had the face paint like he had been sprayed in the face by Malachi last night. That was yeah, sick. um, they they, they got to make an action figure for that too for Sting. But yeah, I uh I I I I, I like the continuity they have with like the whole misting people like po- like kind of the poison and the way it takes over like your face and stuff and messes your eye up and stuff like I it's pretty cool how they've done that. I, I agree though with you. I, I think that House of Black has been protected so well and they mean a lot to the show. And I, I I don't I don't think that they're gonna lose um up until the finals if it is them versus the Young Bucks and Kenny. Although I will say like I, I personally I'd love to see the best friends uh make it to the finals. Like I you know, I I love Orange Cassidy. I think he's I think he's fantastic, and then like Trent and Chuck. I still, to this day, like my, one of my favorite matches in AEW history is that parking lot brawl they had with uh, Santana and Ortiz. Like, I, I I think that's still like a slept yeah. on um, AEW match. Like, that was incredible. Like and, and Trent and Chuck, I think, are really damn good. They just get kind of overshadowed sometimes. Um, but so there's a lot of good options, even Aussie Open and Osprey. Um, versus death triangle like that's an unpredictable outcome like i i, I i'm gonna probably choose death triangle because like they're more of like the established AEW group but like i mean you can't count out will osprey and i mean the matches are going to be great so i think they they put together a really badass tournament for the trios and there's also still like Five, well, everybody's six,
2: recruiting three. stokely's trying to recruit every every single person that that comes up on screen uh yeah ethan page he tried to recruit gun club mark sterling's out here trying to recruit everybody um uh, qt marshall the factory they're trying to recruit a bunch of people they're trying to recruit starks and hobbs and anybody else that walks on screen as well it's it's recruiting season for a lot of these stables the trios they got they the trios titles now it's like oh shit we need to bulk up our stables here
3: yeah look i'm i'm all for it i think it's interesting and and you know there's still five six teams or something like that trios te- teams right now that aren't even in that tournament that like like they already have a like they already have a really good base for a for a division already um and it's only going to keep getting better and more interesting like i mean at some point i mean cm punk and 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 ftr i think will be a, a trio you know like there there's a there's there's a lot of really cool stuff that that they have the possibility of doing with this. And I've always been a fan of six man matches. Like when, when the shield was at their peak in WWE, I thought that they should have tried to pull the trigger then when they had like them and the Wyatt family and new day. And like they had, they had a lot of good trios and they could have built more. And I felt like that was a missed opportunity back then.
2: I love those shield, those shield days because it was literally just like, Hey, here's the shield against anybody. And it's just a great match every single time. It was all. And for the most part, it was like, uh danielson kane and like a friend didn't matter who i back like, <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah. okay great match like yeah the shield six men were just like always the highlight of wwe tv during that time Yeah, yeah they if they could have done a trios division maybe they would have but they don't even put at least back then they didn't put like much sock into a tag division so they definitely weren't no doing, back like, then trios. like
3: Rollins and reigns were just like the tag champs because they just needed them to have belts and like yeah. ambrose was the was the u.s champ yeah yeah, no, I, but I will, I mean, I'll, I'll always give that credit. You know, I think that, I think if you're talking strictly WWE and granted, keep in mind, you know, I grew up through the Attitude Era, the the mid nineties through all of this. And I honestly think if you're talking strictly WWE, I think the Shield's the best WWE faction ever. Like when you look at like the actual overall landscape of what, what it did for that company, like in like making Reigns, their next quote unquote kind of Cena, rollins has been a perennial main eventer ambrose went on to become you know the one of the top guys outside of the company um but obviously you always can make the argument for like dx and you know there's there's been some good stables but i think when you take three guys who are like relatively unknown to like the mainstream i mean Re- reigns was completely unknown ambrose and and uh rollins were well were known if you if you pay attention to the indies but for three people to come in and make that kind of impact and just immediately start having those kind of matches and the kind of matches that kind of changed the work rate of like the brand overall. Like once they started having those matches, that's when you started seeing more and more of the kind of like indie people of that generation starting to also kind of break out and NXT. I think, I think NXT success also is a trickle down from how, how successful the shield was so fast. And like, so anyway, I just want to throw that out there too. Like, you know, I, I backed the WWE more than, more than I probably should, but like when they do it right, they do it right. And like I think the shield was I think the shield was a smash hit. And and the when they when they disbanded them, it was the perfect time too. Cause they had beaten everybody. They'd beaten evolution multiple times. There was nothing left to do. And I did not expect Rollins to be the one to turn. So like I anyway, I want to throw that out there that like I think the shield was like a massive success. And I think a big part of it was that we got to see all these just badass six man matches and it like helped really establish them as like a as like a force of the company.
2: Yeah, they were they were great i i i'd probably go new day as far as best understandable. That's, it's, that's understandable i have nothing I have nothing against a shield especially like reigns is the biggest star in WWE. rollins has been doing great stuff like his entire run and even ambrose's run like was especially now if you want to compare it to john moxley not yeah. on on that level but his run was fine still now, won the world as, title
3: yeah no. and
2: now as john moxley like i just called him like one of my favorite performers and i think he is one of the the top stars in all of wrestling just the way he carries himself and everything so i get that i i really like new day and the longevity and the tag team matches they've had also and you know two guys have been world champion their yeah. runs weren't great but that's not their fault uh and i no, think woods a... is one of the most underrated performers in all of wrestling sure you yeah, know i think that's a totally reasonable like I, I'm not
3: going to argue against that. Like I I totally understand that, and especially when you take into account two of them did win the world title with the Shield. All three of them did, but I think Xavier I think Xavier Woods like could potentially be the world champion before his career's over. Should I, be it's totally possible.
2: Yeah, he, he should, should be, I, I agree. Roman Reigns. He should take it all over the gaming community and and everything, and then they they never they'll never promote it like they did with Big E, who was all over boxing events they never mentioned it on television or anything like that. Very sad. Hmm.
3: he's not involved well, you know there's only one there's only one person who can win this title from Roman reigns and there is a there is more than one royal family in wrestling Stu grayson um oh well <laughs> him too um but, but i, I do how do you feel about this this is a little off topic and just real quick because it's on my mind um and i talked about it with doug on on tuesday you're gonna bring cody rhodes into this discussion aren't you yeah so <laughs> wrestlemania if the if they go through with plans for rock versus roman like let's say that they actually finally get to lock that down okay and it's like it's happening you can't pass that up i get that like if you have if you have the, the opportunity to bring the rock and you can do the rock and roman you have to do that for wwe totally understand they're trying to make a really big deal out of night one of wrestlemania every year it seems like now um would, would do you do the rock and roman on night 1 and roman beats the rock like he gets that big win over the mm. rock and then night two, Cody beats Roman for the title. Cause I think that that makes like Cody's win even bigger. Cause the whole world just saw Roman beat the rock, which is like going to be a huge mainstream deal. And then the next night, like Cody is the guy who like beats that guy to like, you know, now they have another guy on that same level. It seems
2: like. I think, I think Cody should beat Brock Lesnar night one. And then Roman beats the rock. I love that night one. And then Cody beats Roman in about 10 seconds night Mm. two in the main event. And that's how we have, that's how we cap off (laughs) WrestleMania and and Brandy should beat Becky and Ronda as well. We don't have to go that far.
3: We don't have to go that far. I love Cody, but we don't have to go that far.
2: (laughs) And then we get the big picture of Cody and Brandy holding up all the titles at the end of WrestleMania night two in Hollywood and then the next night on Raw, they drop them, and they say they're going to make movies or something. <laughs> they're, they're going to do reality television. That's how you book Cody Rhodes to win the championship. You, and you get Brandy involved as well. And go. then the Raw after, the Raw after, you know what? Instead of dropping them, MJF comes out and confronts Cody. Yeah, how about that one, Steven Jensen? Those are the MJF kind of things. comes out.
3: If those if those if this if that actual I mean we could take the brandy stuff out, but if the rest of that happens and like Cody beats Brock because I think here's the thing, if they do something like that, I do think it's only fair if Cody does also have to wrestle night one. Um, because otherwise, like a fresh Cody versus a Roman who just had to wrestle the rock the night before, it makes Roman look a little bit it makes Cody look a little bit weaker because like he got to got to wrestle like a damaged goods Roman Reigns the next night. But if Cody beat Brock night one and then beat roman knight Two for the title and then mjf debuted and in, in a and in wwe you you'd probably would you be- go
2: to the would you go to the sperm bank and donate like all of all of your sperm because you would be coming so much after these three <laughs> nights of of uh actions just
1: call it, call, it, call, it,
3: call it a work for a week
2: yeah just be like here i got like Pretty much my entire all the sperm uh. in my body to donate to you, like after what I just witnessed on WWE television.
3: Hey man, I mean, well, it's one of those things where, like, if they were doing those kind of things, you would hear me marking out for <laughs> WWE television. It'd be the first time in a long time that was the case. Um, I'd be real. Happy. I've been saying it for a long time. I I want I want to watch Raw on Mondays and like be excited and like get back into it. And I'm excited for the future of the company. I really am, but. There's no way of getting me more excited than if they put that world title on Cody, especially if you beat Roman for it, if he was the one to do it. And, and if MJF came in, that's like, that's really, that really piques my interest. Um, so
2: I think I'm a year early on MJF. I'm pretty sure his contract's not up till 2024, but whatever. Yeah. It, this is a complete fantasy scenario. So yes. in this fantasy scenario, MJF comes in the night after Cody come. beats Brock and Roman on back-to-back nights. Yes. Uh, any anything else on the aw so by the way this was gonna be my spotlight topic but i didn't want to go too mean i'm gonna mention this that the since people uh brought up Miro costing house of black this sucks that's awful julia hart with oh you know come come with us i do like Miro's comment of like only one woman can touch me it's not you <laughs> can we do something better with Miro? this house of black stuff does nothing for me it's It's not good stuff. I don't care about this dumb eye thing. Some people, it affects them forever. Some people, Cody just, you know, took a shower and he was fine a week after getting misted. It's dumb. I can't, I don't like it at all.
3: I I like, I like the concept of it, but like, it is inconsistent. Um, The thing with Miro, I don't want to talk about it for too long. um, because then we got other topics to get to. But with, with with Miro, he's just, he's just a product of kind of being lost in the shuffle. And he's, but it's, but it's also it's tough to to book him. I feel like because he's too good to just like have him going out there and losing consistently. But he isn't like I don't think he's figured into being like their world champion anytime soon either. So like he's in the same position someone like Lance Archer's in. It feels like where they're they're in like that Max Holloway spot of rankings where like they they're gonna just keep knocking off contenders, right. but like they can't get the title. I mean, obviously Holloway was the champion before but like with Volkanovski being the champion Holloway can't beat Volkanovski he's tried three times now and and I feel like Miro's kind of in the same spot where like he can beat all these other people but it also kind of knocks contenders off from being able to get towards the just have a,
2: can I just get some banger Miro matches can, yeah. can you just give me Miro against Buddy Matthews how come Buddy Matthews doesn't wrestle That's why don't they put this man in, in the ring more Tony Khan's all about like hey let's just book great matches book great matches can I get some great buddy Matthews matches? Can I get some great Miro matches? Just give me a singles match between this guy, these guys. I assume we'll get that at some point. That's all I want. I don't need to see Brody King and Darby Allen 30 times. Coffin mm-hmm. match was great, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But I don't I don't need to see this. Give me some banger Miro. I don't need Jay Lethal on my television at all. All right. Cutting promos and, and doing his shit with uh Sanjay that's great. Satnam Singh. Like I don't I don't need this stuff. Just give me Miro matches. Come on. That's what are fair. we doing out here?
3: They should have Miro out there just kicking ass more often on TV. That's yeah.
2: that's for sure. I don't need Luchasaurus doing squash matches, okay? Like, no offense to Luchasaurus, but really, this is what we're gonna do.
0: Cool. Especially when it's
3: Anthony Henry, like I don't want to see him getting yeah, squash. They should, should do something be. with him. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't need these Luchasaurus squash matches. Give me a cool Miro squash match because Miro rules. Luchasaurus is there. Knock it off. Move on to WWE. Do you
4: want to be a professional wrestler or do you want to be a WWE superstar? You know, WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better to me than being a professional
2: wrestler. <laughs> Steven Jensen. Yeah. We pick these spotlights yep. every week. It's stuff it's stuff that we're interested in. It's stuff mm-hmm. we want to talk about. And you you've admitted on this show, you've said many times on this show that like you're not the biggest WWE fan. Even said today, like you bury them more than you probably should, and I don't even think you're that harsh on them. Right? You're, you're not. You're not the biggest WWE fan, and that's what I love about doing this show with you is because I almost force you to watch show WWE. You know, I apologize for that mm-hmm. many times, uh, and then it, you know, you you had me watch the indies, which I appreciate. I your WWE spotlight. You just yeah. messaged me and you said Quincy Elliott is tight. Yeah. Does is, is he like Ethan Page? Does he have the the tightest tits in the game? Does he have a, a tight ass? Is nah. are his punches tight? Like No.
3: Nah. So, and yeah, I thought it was hilarious cuz I saw on the uh on the description of the video. You left that like as the topic like yeah. Elliott is tight. So, no, what I, I mean, didn't know but, what
2: I didn't know what this meant. No, so I, it, I I fully admit. And yeah. you know, I I forced you to watch WWE. You were forcing me to watch fucking NXT level up. Because if yep. you if you Google or if you YouTube Quincy Elliott, all of his stuff is from Level Up. I, I don't yeah, even know if this it. man has been yeah. on NXT Mm-mm. television. No, nope. so I'm I'm watching Level Up to see okay who is Quincy Elliott. All apologies to Level Up and Quincy Elliott. I've not watched any of this stuff until Steven Jensen told me Quincy Elliott is tight and essentially forced this. In front of my, what makes Quincy Elliott tight, Stephen okay. jensen
3: So, the I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I messaged Jeremy. um My spotlight said, "I said my WWE topic is Quincy Elliott is tight." And Jeremy's immediate response was, "Who the fuck is Quincy Elliott?" Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so here. So, what I mean by Quincy Elliott is tight, Jeremy. So, I don't know if you, I don't know how hip you are to the lingo, but
2: not
3: at all. Tight. I mean, like. Uh, like, he's awesome. He's cool. Like, I like him. Oh,
2: okay.
3: yeah. He's tight. So, like, I so that's 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 all I meant by that. Um, the reason I wanted to bring him up this week is because, for one, I there was nothing WWE wise, I don't think that I was gonna be that interested Next in. Mr.
2: Loomis is back. You didn't have any interest in that guy.
3: Yeah, I saw that he was not really worth talking about, though. I don't think. <laughs> um, Hey, look, no, shout out, shout out to Sam Shaw. Really, right? like, I'm glad he's got his job back. I'm, I, I just, I, you know, the other, my only other option was going to be like AJ wrestling The Miz in the main event. Like, kind of like that's really the only other thing I really would care about probably on the show. And I thought AJ looked good, by the way. I did really watch Miz,
2: uh, Miz throwing that chair when AJ <laughs> was going for the forum. That ruled. I popped yeah. so much for that. I love a good, like, just toss to the head.
3: Yeah, oh, a oh nice good, risky, oh like, toss
2: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Um, but so I was like, you know what? How about instead of like trying to go out of my way to find something, like try to force myself to like something, I just bring up something that I like that I've already seen this week.
5: That's and
3: fine. for those of you who, who follow The Weekender over on FightfulSelect.com, I cover NXT uh Level Up and NXT UK over there on that show every week. So I keep up with NXT Level Up. And I've been watching the progression of Quincy Elliott the last few months. And he's a guy who, have you seen him yet? Did you, did you look him up? Yeah, or... I watched okay.
2: Quincy Elliott stuff. You, you know, if, if Dude, I'm going to have to talk about this, I yeah, tried okay. to.
3: know, I, I figured you would. I figured yeah. you would. I'm not trying to call you out. I figured you would. So, <laughs> um, he's really impressive to me. Like he's this guy, he's huge, but like he's throwing like, He's agile. He's throwing like nice strikes and uppercuts and stuff like in his, it's the charisma factor that I'm like, I think he could really be a star in the WWE system with Vince McMahon there. I think he would have been a guaranteed star because he would have been, even if he wound up being like a comedy act, I think Vince would have been like, this guy looks different. We can go we have him out there dancing for the crowd or whatever. Like he'd have, he'd figure something out to do with him on Raw or SmackDown. I think pretty fast. Triple H might I don't I don't know, but I think that he has a lot of potential. I really do. Like he has kind of this on, androgynous type of character where he is out there kind of like grinding on dudes, like he twerks and stuff at people. Yeah. Like it's just, but it's like it's entertaining. Like he has like a little bit of like the love machine viscera in him, doing like the the pelvic thrusts and stuff. But he's agile and like he's actually been really competent in the ring. And NXT level up as a show. I say this all the time. We're like if you watch that show with the right expectations, it's actually a really enjoyable show. If you're watching it, knowing like these people are going to do mainly pretty basic moves, but like the whole point of it is just to get reps in front of a live audience. Like that's the whole point is like, just to keep getting better each week to the point where you can quote unquote level up and do something on one of the bigger brands. And yeah, I wanted to spotlight Quincy Elliott because like, honestly, he's been impressive. I've, I've, I've enjoyed all of his matches and, and he, he beat Zion Quinn this past week, who was a guy who has like that WWE look like he's a, he's a muscular dude. He's athletic and he had been getting pushed on NXT level up. And it looked like they, they were going to probably do something with him on NXT. Um, I don't know if they did or not. Cause I don't follow the NXT uh weekly show, but it's one of those things where like, I don't know. I felt like it was a big deal that he beat Zion Quinn because I felt like Zion Quinn was like kind of the guy getting the push on that brand and for Quincy to win. And I like his finisher too. He does this thing where he like, Instead of climbing to the top rope, he like pushes himself up like we're all off the ropes It hits the splash and stuff. And I don't know. I just wanted to highlight him because I actually I actually like legit and on on I unironically like really do enjoy what I'm seeing out of Quincy Elliott, and
2: I think he has a lot of potential. I appreciate that you didn't just go like, Hey yeah, Dexter Loomis is back. Let, let's talk about it. Karrion Cross is back. That mm-hmm. happened on SmackDown. Like yeah. we could have technically like not covered enough. I mean, I agree. I I agree with you. Yeah. Like, like, we still could have like talked about that. I appreciate that you're like, eh, instead of talking about this stuff, let me just go with Quince Elliott because I enjoy his work, and that is the point of this show: is we want to talk about stuff. Maybe it's not always stuff we enjoy, just something we want to talk about. But you enjoy Quince Elliott's work; it is tight, and it's you tight. wanted to talk about him. And now maybe more people will check out Level Up and Quince Elliott. I did watch uh, a couple of his matches. I watched the Zion Quinn match. I was I kind of figured. He was winning because you had you picked. this I as told your you, spotlight. I literally said in our in our chat, I said he beat Quincy Elliott last week on level up. <laughs> oh, on that. Zion. <laughs> G- oh, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't even read that one. <laughs> Sorry, but like I figured he'd winning just because you picked Quincy Yellow to just spotlight. So I don't think he's a spotlight. This guy that just like lost on level up. Like what would be the point? Even if he likes him, like I don't know if he's gonna like spotlight that. Uh, so I figured he was winning. I watched that match. I was still a little stunned that like oh yeah, because I know Zion Quinn has been on like NXT TV, and it seemed like he's been kind of getting a little bit of a push there. I think Quincy Yellow is fine. I don't know how this translates to the main roster, especially Triple H's vision. Um, I could see Triple H like utilizing him in, in like an undercard type of role. He has a is a character that the audience will probably get behind and like a oh, fun-loving like opening kind of act type of thing. I definitely think Vince Vince probably would have done stuff the way where we're like uh, this probably isn't. Good, probably like
3: Punkasaurus uh, something. Yeah, along yeah. Like v- that Vince would have
2: done. Yeah, yeah. Vince would have done like offensive shit with him. Probably. Um, I I could see Triple H, and I mean, by no means comparing him to Dusty Rhodes or anything, but he's got a little of that like uh yeah. you know dancing that Dusty would do. Everything and like he'd take a he he'd get hit with a shoulder block and he'd kind of you know wiggle his shoulders and, and whatnot. I could see Triple H like kind of utilizing him like that because he does have a certain charisma about him that you're not going to find with other men his size. So I could see Triple H taking a liking to him because of that. Quincy Elliott, guys, get on the Quincy Elliott bandwagon before he dethrones Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania uh, <laughs> 42 in a couple of years. Uh, every, everyone get on the Quincy Elliott bandwagon right now, along with Steven Jensen.
3: Yeah, when he winds up being like a big star in the WWE, y'all can, y'all can remember this show this that that i was you know because i've wanted to talk to about him for a second to be honest i talk about him often on the weekender but like yeah i just like you know what he got a big one over zion quinn i've been impressed by the guy week after week and nsc level up doesn't get enough love you know i i get why people don't watch it i understand but like if you go into it like i said with the right mindset and just want to see if you're like me and you like seeing the development you know, of somebody, especially because someone like Quincy Elliott didn't have an indie run. Like he's just straight up performance center. So like, I really like kind of seeing the the progression of, of these talents that I haven't gotten to watch really on the indies and, um, just see how fast they improve and stuff. And, um, yeah, I think Quincy Elliott's a good example of that. So I think he's got a really bright future in the WWE. I, I legitimately think that.
2: Uh, my WWE spotlight is Ciampa. He did not win the U S title, but I love this match. Against Bobby Lashley, and I love what they're doing with the U.S. title as well because they don't technically have a world title on Raw right now. I guess they do. Like Roman's supposed to be on both shows, but Roman's like barely on one show, uh, so they, they don't really have like just a de facto. And I I know that there's reports that they do want to like have their own world title, and they might end up splitting the titles. Uh, we're not to that point yet. That's not something they they've done on television, so. We don't know if it's going to happen. So the, they're basically treating the U.S. title as like the biggest thing on Raw, which is good because it does make the U.S. title feel important. The The video package they do, like it makes Lashley uh, holding that title feel like a bigger deal. Lashley, I think, is a legit superstar. Like he just has a presence about him to where anything he does feels like a big deal. So him holding that title lends it some extra prestige and credibility as well. And I thought this Chopper match was great. And I, they, 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 they had me on a couple of these near falls, like because we know Champa is such a triple H guy. And it's like, Oh yeah, sure. Like Champa, they'll, they'll just put the belt on him. And this is a triple H move because of like that factor. And the fact that like Tommaso Champa is a very great professional wrestler, Bobby R- Lashley, great professional wrestler. Like they had me on some of these near falls. I thought this match was great. I think if you, if you haven't watched it, go out of your way to watch this match. Um, and I like what Lashley's doing and Champa, he's getting, He's getting the spotlight with Triple H. He he got he won the triple threat match. He beat AJ Styles in the singles match as well. Has this great match against Lashley. They're clear. We know he's a Triple H guy. We know they're going to elevate him. I thought we were going to get Gargano at the end of the show. I still think we're going to get Gargano in WWE at some point very soon. Um, you know we'll see if that if they align up. Chapa did the the uh, Gargano whatever the Gargano lock. A Gargano I, or, escape. Yeah, Gargano escape. Uh, like he did that in this match, so more teases there. But yeah, Tommaso Ciampa, like just great job the past couple of weeks under under Triple H, having the matches we know he's capable of, and hey, cutting promos on the the social media. He's, he's been cutting some great promos. I think being aligned with Miz, Miz is always that guy that I understand the knock on him. He's that safe guy that can just elevate anybody and get them used to the wwe system and the wwe style like main roster kind of stuff and he did that with champa now with triple h coming in champa already has like the nxt experience and stuff good stuff from Tommaso champa these past couple weeks good stuff with the united states title bobby lashley just a fucking brick house of a force who has been great in this u.s title run as well
3: yeah, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. um There's somebody with like a leaf blower outside my window. By the way, hopefully, that isn't coming through. That's so annoying when they they don't tell me when they're going to do this stuff. Um, don't anyways, punch
2: him in the face, Stephen.
3: <laughs> um, but no, I, I I I thought the uh the Organo escape was really cool too when you locked that in because that's I think foreshadowing also because I think Organo is coming back to the WWE. Um, and even Corey Graves on uh, on commentary during that he was like.
1: If you want to do a submission,
3: you have to do it yourself. This is like bringing yeah. a lot of DIY yeah. references. Um, him aligning with The Miz, I still don't totally get that. that but that's on me for not watching the show weekly. Um, but it is something. It, it's it's nice to see that Champ has got a good spot on the show. And like you said, us knowing he's a Triple H guy, it, it makes it even more interesting because you feel like you could actually get some big wins. You're like, hey, if Triple H has his back, he could beat Lashley. Um, and I thought they made, I thought they made Champa look really good. I thought they made Lashley look good, um, in his defense. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was all really solid. Uh, Champa kept going for the fairytale ending and, and Lashley kept powering out, which also makes sense for Lashley. Like that's, that's on brand for him too. Like it's going to take, it's going to be tough to, to, to get a guy like him in a move like that and, and executed and Lashley kept powering out of it and, um, yeah, I think the verdict's still out for me on like how I feel about Champ on the main roster. Once again, part of it is because I don't watch it as often, and the other side is like he's an older guy who he looks he looks very old at the as well. I mean, like he with that seventy, he, yeah, he looks super old, but he can go in the ring. I mean, that's unquestionable. Um, it's just a matter of like, what does WWE really have for him long term? Is is it him and Gargano as a tag team? When Gargano comes back, is it the two of them feuding again? But like, have have I feel like we've seen that enough? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what like the. But the good thing is it's it's optimistic. Um, it's an optimistic uh, position to be in. I think if you're if you're Champa or a fan of Champa right now, because, um, and I think a big part of it obviously has to do with Triple H taking over uh, creative. Because I I don't want I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer over here, but like. I, Champa has already looked more successful than like the last few weeks than I thought he would ever look on the main roster in the WWE under Vince. So, that's that's a good sign for him.
2: Apparently Vince liked him. I mean, I, I feel like everyone says Vince likes me. Vince, Vince uh, spoke highly. Of, like, Malachi was like, yeah, Vince loved all my shit. And then like he, he released them. So right. I, I think Vince tells he, everybody that he likes them. And then what he actually does with them are different things. I do think pairing him with Miz was a sign of like some sort of confidence. Because they put Miz with people... Like they, they kind of, like they like and they want to see how they're going to do. And I think Ciampa did very well. As far as the pairing with Miz, uh, the, the fiance just messaged me, like, I watch Raw every week, which is a lie. And she doesn't understand, uh, like, the pairing with Miz. I don't, didn't quite get it at first either. It's just like, oh, this seems sort of random, but that's what they do on WWE. I, I do think the they were paired basically because it was like, hey, Ciampa, we need to get him used to the WWE main roster style. Miz is the guy to, to 100% do that i think that was more of what it is like does it make sense from a logical standpoint not really but champa's called himself like the greatest sports entertainer ever like that's that that was the brand he was using in nxt during the gargano feud Miz is a very great sports entertainer so i can kind of see how how that works um i i think champa i don't i don't think he's gonna be world champion or anything i bought he was going to be u.s champion on Monday, I could easily see him winning one of those secondary titles and holding it. The Gargano thing still looms. I'd be happy if they just split them. Yeah. You got to reference it, but I don't need them immediately feuding. I don't need them immediately tag teaming. We've been there, done that with this stuff. Like, let that breathe a little bit. Cause I think Gargano, there's bigger things in store for him than, like, hey, let's align him, which I, I don't need main roster just being. And I see Black and Gold from a few years ago, where I thought that product was even getting a little bit stale with some of the stuff they were doing.
3: Sure, no, it's totally, totally fair. And I, I think I read something recently that apparently uh, uh, Sean Michaels, I guess, had reached out to Johnny Gargano personally. Yeah. So, like, I'd imagine he's on the way back, um, which is great for him. You know, hopefully, hopefully, it works out well for him.
1: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job;
4: it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new
1: mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. And,
3: uh, and yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that you chose Champa as the spotlight this week because it gave me a reason to. know go out of my way to kind of catch up on what he's been doing um on raw and yeah i like i said i he is he is doing much better right now on the main roster and this once again obviously has nothing to do with him it has everything to do with the the former creative but like it looks like he's in a good spot on raw and so i'm happy for him
2: uh move on to our other spotlights our product is
3: what it is we're going straight up the middle
2: Bandito coming to impact. Uh, he's going to debut at emergency, uh, emergence. tomorrow night, emergence, emergency. I always call it the wrong thing. Sorry. Impact. Uh, he's going to debut tomorrow night, uh, against Ray Horace. Like they, this should be a, a absolute banger of a match. I, I definitely think that I don't think anybody's doubting that this match isn't going to be great. Uh, I'm more interested in like Bandito's overall place in impact. Cause it does seem like this might be a more of a, as long-term as it could be kind of thing bandito will probably still work for various companies and everything but by the way he's talked it seems like he's kind of working uh more dates with impact after this and you know i think he can certainly x division you know he was the top guy in roh and you know say what you will about his run roh was in a very weird spot but I think Bandito can be a guy that can be sort of a top guy, like Bandito versus Josh Alexander. Like, sign me up for that. Uh, that'd be a great match. Like, where do you see Bandito fitting overall in Impact?
3: I, I think he has definitely the potential to be one of their top guys for sure. I mean, and, and at this match, I believe it's him and Horace's, both, both of their uh, debuts in Impact yeah. against each other. So, and by the way, I need to reach out to Sean and Denise. I don't know if we're doing a post show for that tomorrow night or not. Um, cause it also, y'all also have like the Rampage and SmackDown post-show on Fridays. I don't shit, Fight- I quit. No, no, I mean, I mean Fightful. Um, but I need to find out cause me and Denise usually do the post-shows for Impact, uh, for their pay-per-views, but they're also not usually on Fridays, like head-to-head with SmackDown and Rampage. So anyway, I gotta find that out and I'll, I'll keep y'all updated on like my Twitter if we're going to be doing that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to Bandito in Impact. Um, I think he'd fit in immediately as a, a major threat to the um to the exhibition title, like you just said. I think him and Speedball, Mike Bailey, like that's like oh. signed me up all day for that.
2: Yeah, they've already had like classics against each other. So right. put that on in front of more of an audience. Yeah, I'm all yeah, about that.
3: Exactly. With like the exhibition title on the line, like get some prestigious gold there. Um and then the the in the world title scene, same thing with Josh Alexander, like the thing with Bandito that, it, that I think is underappreciated is, I think he's one of those guys that he's really impressive to watch on screen, but if you get to see him live, it, it puts a, you you get another perspective on him um because he's really impressive live like when like especially if you can get like up close to the ring seeing the way he moves and how athletic he is and how like what kind of shape he really is in like when he really it's i'll talk about this when when we talk about battle slam in a second but like i saw anthony agogo live at battle slam i'm not a huge anthony agogo fan but seeing him live, I was like, oh, I get why they want to push it like this. Like he's massive in person. Like the TV doesn't do him justice. Like how how good looking of a dude this guy is. Like I get why he I get why companies would find him marketable. Um but but yeah, Bandito is the same kind of boat where like he's he's got a great look and he's fantastic in the ring. I'm not a fan of the 21plex. I think it's a badass move. I just wish he didn't do it as often because i don't I don't like the super particular setup for it and everything but it is a very impressive move especially live like once again when i saw him do that live i was like damn that's that looks really really hard to pull off um so yeah i think they have an immediate um an immediate main event level guy in bandito and he should be i, I think he's a guy who could have been i'm actually still kind of puzzled on why he isn't a part of aew um I felt, I felt like he would fit like a glove there, especially with him being a part of all in and everything. But, um, but there's spots in, in impact that are open, yeah. right? You know, like AEW is pretty convoluted. They have a lot of talent there and they're still trying to figure out what to do with everybody impact their spots. And, um, and I think Bandito is going to be a big asset to them. Uh, whether it's X Division world title, some sort of tag team thing. I mean, like it's, yeah, you, you have an immediate main event level player in Bandito, in my opinion.
2: I, I agree. And you know, Bandito carry the ROH world title for a time. And yeah, AEW, they, they just brought in Rouge as well. Like Dragon Lee, maybe, maybe not coming in. Um, I mean, he's going to be on their television. I don't know how, if that's like a long-term deal or anything like that. He'd probably just get lost in AEW. He'd, he'd have great matches, but that would be it. Impact, they need some like main event kind of guys. And this is not a knock on Alex Shelley at all. I absolutely love alex shelley like they're alex shelley least headlining this show against Josh right. alexander so if you're using alex shelley in 2022 as a headliner like there are definitely headlining spots uh in impact and bandito can easily slot in, into there and i think alex shelley 100 deserves that he rules chris Sabin, sa- same thing absolutely rules using these guys in headlining spots shows that hey we we have spots available who can you know, we need guys who could be like kind of top stars in this company. I think Bandito makes a lot of sense to push in those spots, along with doing exhibition stuff as well.
3: Yeah, and, and this this ties in this is a good uh, transition to my other spotlight as well. So Carl Fredericks uh, announced on, I think it was August 1st, he announced, uh, he tweeted out that he is no longer with New Japan Pro Wrestling, that his contract had run out and that he's not going to resign. And the reason that I want to bring this up right now is because I one one thing that I, I brought up when I brought up Carl Fredericks as the spotlight this week is where we'd like to see him next. Um, Cause I think Carl Fredericks is, he's super charismatic. He's great in the ring. He's still young. Like, I think that, I think he could be a big asset of uh, a, a, a friend of the spotlight, a guy we've, we've had the opportunity to interview me and him me and you. Um And I, I think based on kind of what we just said just a second ago, like, I could, I could echo a lot of what I said about bandito about Carl Fredericks, not, not from like an in-ring standpoint or a character standpoint, bandito, you know, he's accomplished more and he has more of like a name value and he's more recognizable and this and that as of right now. But Carl Fredericks, like I saw him wrestle Josh Alexander a few months ago and it was great. Um, so like Carl Fredericks, he go, he go head to head with Josh Alexander and impact. Fredericks I think could do great in the X division or, like i i think i think carl Fredericks could do great in impact wrestling i i think that like there once again there's spots available there right now and he's a guy who can kind of be positioned as an impact homegrown guy because he never really like he was like like la dojo and like njpw usa and that kind of stuff but like he wasn't like a tanahashi or a naito or or an okada type of guy with new japan um, so I, would like to see, I, I'd like to see Carl Fredericks really anywhere. And I know he's popping up on in, in, in indies and stuff, but like, I want to throw that out there too. Like shout out to Carl Fredericks; He's leaving NJPW. I think he had a really good run there, uh, for the few years he was there, but, um, and I'd like to see him, whether it's NXT or, or AEW or, or anywhere else, but I really think that he could really thrive immediately in impact wrestling.
2: Hey, Carl Frederick's same thing with, with, Bandito, there are spots and impact wrestling there there are main event spots in that company that they need to elevate so, some of these guys I, i've been banging the chris bay drum forever He's yeah, also sure. another yeah. young guy who should probably get elevated up yeah. to these spots but like they have plenty of spots where they can be like yeah this is a main event guy and because the x division is kind of like you can it's their secondary title there there's a certain style but it can be any style and all these guys wrestle a similar style nowadays anyway like fredericks could easily slot in there into impact i don't know like he he very good in new japan very good on new japan uh strong i don't know where he fits right now and it's possible that he just does some indies and and continues to try to try to stand out and everything at carl fredericks we did interview him he's a great guy um i i impact would be a good landing spot for him. I think anywhere else would certainly be maybe, maybe lost in the shuffle uh type deal. So impacts good landing spot. Maybe if he can sign on with ROH, whatever they're doing with television, if anything uh might be good. I, I think those are probably the two best. Look, if I'm NWA, I'm probably knocking down his door because they need something, anything that's not Tyrus. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, Carl Fredericks is a nice piece that they they could possibly acquire there. So I sure. think you'll have options. And I think for a lot of these companies who need something new, who need something different, Fredericks is a guy that can slot in there and, and be one of the top guys for these companies that need to push guys who get no offense to, I'm definitely not comparing Shelly to Tyrus or anything, but push some of these guys who we haven't seen on television for the past 20 years.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, with, uh, with fredericks like you know i like like we were saying I, I think he could be like he can be have an immediate impact in impact i don't i, I know that sounds have an impact in impact <laughs> um but really anywhere i think he can be he can be an asset like because like you were saying if, if you were to go to like nxt they'd have to kind of like rebuild him like for that audience um in aw he'd probably be more of like AW Dark for a second. I thought it was really interesting and in kind of telling that he wasn't a part of the Forbidden Door, but like Clark Connors and stuff was. Like I thought that he should have had some sort of presence on that show too. And maybe the yeah. writing was on the wall that maybe he wasn't going to be staying around that time. And that makes a little more sense now. But um yeah, NWA. That's that's I think more of a case of like if you want to go to the NWA, if you're him. Like I think they're gonna have interest. It's a matter of like if he's interested also in going.
2: Um, I don't know anybody. I mean, yeah.
3: <laughs> but but I I will I will say like I really think Impact would probably be the best landing spot for him because like like we've said he can immediately be he had a, like I said he had a great match with Josh Alexander a few months ago on on NJPW Strong, um, and I'd like to see them run that back in Impact in front of more in front of more eyes. And uh, he he fit in anywhere X Division tag team stable whatever like and once again he's still young and like he's he's only to keep getting better, um and you can't teach the it factor like he has the it factor he's a, he's a very charismatic guy and he's really good on the microphone too like I so I think there's a lot of potential for Carl Fredericks in Impact Wrestling he has potential to to be a star anywhere but I think he can be an immediate star in Impact
2: yeah uh let's go on to the indie spotlight I'm gonna give a big mother. Fucking shot out. Steven Jensen, double dipping this week as the king of the Indies. Uh, you you have let's begin with Jaden Newman winning Scenic City Invitational. You interviewed Jaden uh, a couple days after he, he won. The and, day after, yeah. Oh, there you go. So so the day after, we, we do have an article up on that on on Fightful. So talk about you know Jaden Newman. He says it in the interview. Like three years ago, we were sitting up top here. I told you, like I'm gonna be in the ring. I'm gonna be in this thing. And three years later. He won the whole damn thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome to watch. Like he is another guy where if you want to know more about Jaden, you know, me and Jeremy right here, we've talked about, we, we've interviewed him on the show. Um, yeah. That was really cool. I was at battle slam. Well, I guess I can kind of, I can, I can lump both of my spotlights kind of together. Um, and it's kind of perfect. Cause I only have a few minutes anyway, before I clock in for the shoot job. But I, so I was at battle slam um, this past Sunday in Atlanta. And while I was at the show, uh, i had noticed Jaden was in the crowd as a fan and he was sitting around like ac mac and uh Ashen star some of the other you know indie talents that you know i get to watch often and um and I, it kind of clicks and i'm like wait Jaden, Jaden's here he just won the sci last night i watched the whole tournament obviously and i was like this is great I, I can so i walk up to him i start talking to him for a second and uh intermission comes up they're like we're gonna do a six minute intermission like but you know halfway through the show so I walked up to Jaden and I was like, Hey man, can we do like a quick audio interview? Like during the intermission? It's like, yeah, man. So like we, we go outside and it was great. Cause like, you know, I was the first guy, I, I got to get his first interview after winning the tournament. And, uh and yeah, it's really cool. Like it's, it's cool that he remembers that too. Cause like me and him literally like that was when he was just a fan trying to get onto the show years back and, I remember having that conversation with him at Saudi Daisy high school up in like the, the top of the the bleachers and him telling me like one day, I'm going to get in this tournament. Like that's like my main goal in wrestling is like just to get in this tournament. And he's been in it a few times now, but like he, now he won the whole thing. Uh, So I'm incredibly happy for Jaden. And one of the things that I think makes it really cool. And you put it in the article that, that you wrote from the interview that I did with him, which I appreciate, but he, uh, he basically said like, this also doesn't come across as like some sort of like thing that was handed to him. Like not, this isn't like, just cause you're a Chattanooga guy, you won the Chattanooga tournament. Like, no, you won a prestigious pro wrestling tournament cause you're a great professional wrestler. And, um, it, it's only going to keep getting better. And, and I mean, you can mark my words, you can find proof of it since the last SCI tournament a year ago, I've tweeted it multiple times. I've said it multiple times at the weekender. I said for a, an entire year that I was guaranteeing that jaden newman w- would win the SCI tournament in 2022 and he did it and i'm uh i'm very very happy for him and then as far as battle slam another great show um it's airing tonight for free on fight tv so if y'all want to check out um check out battle slam it's uh it's going to be tonight the the actual show i thought it was live on sunday i didn't realize that it was pre-taped otherwise i would have i thought sent it was the true. results over yeah um i saw the results are out there though through cage match and i think y'all got them up on it on fightful as well but i would have sent y'all the the results i I didn't even i I thought it was live um but that was another great show i don't want to spoil anything uh really i mean if you if you look at my twitter a lot of stuff will get spoiled uh from what i was tweeting at the show but um i don't want to i don't want to spoil too much if y'all are planning on watching the show tonight but um, what I will say is the card is subject to change. Um, there are there's quite a few things that weren't advertised or had to get switched around last minute. But I thought it was the best Battle Slam show they've done so far, and I think that little Scrappy worked his ass off out there. Like he really, really worked hard to put on a good match with Baron Black. And obviously Baron deserves a ton of credit for for putting it together. What they what they accomplished, I I, I was impressed with. You know, for a guy who doesn't wrestle. Like I thought he did. I thought he, he clearly put in the work to to try to make it something, and I I really respect that. Um, and there was a lot of good matches. There was a lot of really good matches. The opener was probably my favorite match of the whole night. There was a four way match um, that I, I think is going to blow people away. It was fantastic. So, um, so shout out to Battle Slam Baron Black and and yeah Jade Newman. It was it was great to catch up with him again. And I, I told him I was like, hey man, we got to get you on the spotlight again sometime soon. Uh, you know, and he's he's down. You know, so it's like it was cool. And, you know, I wish I would have been able to interview some more people like AC Mack was sitting right there. And I wanted to talk to him on, on the record, but I only had a six minute window and the problem with interviewing people at battle slam. And the reason I wasn't able to interview Baron this time is because the music is so loud in the venue that like, you you can't, you just can't get audio without the music drowning you out. So, um, an intermission I can do it because I could take Jaden outside and the music's kind of drowned it out. Um, for me to be able to interview baron after these shows i usually have to wait an hour after the show ends because everyone has to get out of the building the music has to stop playing the ring has to be broken down and i just couldn't stay because i had to work early the next day for my job I, I, so i just couldn't but it's one of those things where I, I really appreciate baron and i appreciate uh every the whole battle slam team for uh the hospitality and having me come to those shows and i can't wait for the next one already i'm, I'm really looking forward to it and um I think for the people who watch Battle Slam tonight, they're 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 gonna really like what they see. I, I, I highly recommend checking it out tonight for free on Fight TV.
2: Check it check out Battle Slam. Uh, it's their third show, and Little Scrappy is there, and he's beating the shit out of Baron Black, and we love Baron Black. He's been on the show as well, but Little Scrappy, the show. Yep. you know, be beating up Baron Black is good stuff. And shout out, as you said, to Jaden Newman winning SCI, which has become like one of the biggest indie tournaments, if not the biggest indie tournament, I mean, PWG Bola is still like the the, the top of the top when it comes to that. But like, otherwise, uh, SEI feels like the the biggest indie tournament outside of a bowl. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but, uh, I mean, you would know better than I Yeah. Would.
3: Well, for me, I'm a little biased, but like, for me, the tournament I look forward to the most every year is the SCI. Um, Bola obviously is always huge. Um, another, another shout out I, I, I definitely give would be, uh, um icw nhb um icw no holds barred they have a uh, like a pit fighter tournament that they do with uh, every year which is really sick uh like a, sometimes like a two-night tournament so there, there's a lot of good indie wrestling tournaments out i mean like gcw tournament survival you know if you're into deathmatch wrestling that's always a big one um but but yeah no no i i understand what you're saying I, I would i would definitely say like if you're a fan of professional wrestling i think the cna state invitational is a tournament that that everyone should watch if you're a fan of wrestling
2: yeah for sure. Um, all right, Jensen, I know you gotta run. Go ahead and yep. uh plug everything you gotta plug.
3: Yep. Um, tomorrow night, like I said, I don't know if me and Denise are gonna be doing an emergence post show. I need to find that out. I'm gonna message Sean and Denise actually right after this to find out. Um, I know there's also the SmackDown post show and the rampage post show. So I, I don't I don't know with it being on a Friday for doing the, the the review or not, but if we are, I'll make sure to put that on my Twitter. My Twitter is fight talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L underscore. Uh, use code fight talk on IWTV and um, listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. It's every Sunday over on FightfulSelect.com. This Sunday, I'm going to Championship District Wrestling. We're going to need to change. Um, I said District Championship Wrestling in the interview, and that's that's why it's probably screwed up. But I think it's Championship District Wrestling. and I think on everything all that we've put out about it is District Championship Wrestling. I think it's Championship wow. District Wrestling. The the reason it's confusing, they're doing it at a venue called District in atlanta Uh, so it's like it's at the district atlanta and it's championship wrestling at the district so it's like (laughs) it's confusing but i'll be there live um this sunday i'm looking forward to it and you're about to hear the interview that we did with uh diamond Sheik and jameson uh ryan so i hope you enjoy it and uh and yeah i gotta go clocking
2: jensen as always uh yes yeah, so we we interviewed jameson ryan and diamond Sheik. great interview some character stuff some not character stuff oh now i'm split screen look like my my day after dynamite cameo here Day after Dynamite, fight overbooked i don't know when will is doing the show today uh hopefully he's feeling better and i assume he'll be doing the show and i will do a run-in on that show there we go it's just me uh so yes we, we interviewed diamond Sheik and jameson and ryan uh very fun a lot of laughs on this interview Diamond Sheik popped me so much with the Rick Ross. Talking about Rick Ross, I look forward to that. Everyone uh, can check out their show. The, the link is there. I'll fix the the name of the show because it was a little confusing. But, yeah, Championship District Wrestling, uh, it's on Sunday. If you're in the, the Atlanta, Georgia area, everyone can go check that out. They got uh, Ernest the Cat Miller is going to be appearing on this show. QT Marshall and uh, Anthony Gogo in the main event against the Workhorsemen, J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. So here we go with our Spotlight interview in the creator Spotlight with Diamond Sheik and Jameson Ryan.
3: Welcome to the interview portion of the Spotlight right here on Fightful. As always, I'm Steven Jensen, joined by Jeremy Lambert. And we are joined today... By two men that I'm very happy to have on the show, because I plan on attending this show this Sunday, live in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, We have district championship wrestling coming up. Uh, It's going to be a fun show. Uh, Just bringing more and more great wrestling to the city of Atlanta. We are joined by Jameson Ryan and Diamond Sheik. How are you all doing today? Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, we're doing great, man. I just got out of the gym. Just got full of some chicken and beef. I'm all
4: hyped up right now. I'm ready to go. Sheik, how are you, man? Training for the last two hours to defend this beauty right here, the Diamond Championship belt, the Gauntlet match I got on Sunday because that was part of the deal I bought into the to the promotion, and they said I had to put this up. But uh, you know, if that's they think quite, I'm coming in there without training, with you money where your mouth is, tough guy. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I did that once, and you took advantage of it. So hey, <laughs> you know what? We can get into that in a little bit if they want to talk about
1: it. But that was yours. You know, that's yeah, absolutely.
5: I I,
3: I Just think out that's... here training. A good deal. I, I think that's a good place to start, man. I mean, because it, it's when you see that belt, Diamond Chic, it draws everyone's attention. Um, I know that you are a, a celebrity jeweler on top of being involved in the wrestling world. I'm sure those two worlds uh, overlap in a, in a very interesting and exciting way for you. The belt, man, where's the idea come from? And uh, how much is that baby worth? Because that thing looks sick.
4: Well, there's very <laughs> few people who can understand what it's worth because when you get to my level it's not all about money i've made enough money this this is status this means something if you hold this belt you're the king of the world if that makes any sense yeah this diamond right here is a 50 carat diamond it's very special to me and i've seen this belt because how much is it I didn't say I didn't say a monetary value. I know it's hard for you to think with all that meat and, and you know, hey, hey. muscle. but if it goes missing, if it goes missing before the gauntlet match. Don't tell me hey, I, I'm bringing my own security,
2: so. It'll you're be, are, it'll you're already nice naming fast. yourself as a culprit, Jameson. You can't, you I'm know. saying it's not everything. It's not it. never said he was smart. We
4: never said he was the smartest guy in the room. He's, he's, luck, he's lucky. He's really pretty, though. He's hey, very pretty. pretty beautiful motherfucker right there sorry i don't know if i can curse oh me. no you can I, say whatever no no you can't yeah, good. good. good yeah all right
1: here's the five that i wanted to get out of the way oh, just
4: kidding <laughs> but yeah um the belt is, is unique um i've kind of drawn inspiration from some of the bigger belts uh out right now as you can see but i kind of did my own thing with it uh, i definitely put as many diamonds as i could on this and this is just everything else in my life a learning process so I'm not gonna say there's a new belt on the way, but there might be a new belt on the way. So look out for that one too.
1: And if that, that one was something, it was probably my tag partner Brandon.
2: Now he's throwing tag partner under the bus. Now tag partner under the bus. Yeah, I'm familiar uh, yeah, with that guy too. That team. <laughs> oh, you think you think this
4: guy's bad? That guy's sneaky. You gotta watch out for him. <laughs>
2: Uh, I want to know how how this whole thing came about between you two. You're clearly, well, clearly not okay. on the same page. All right. All right. I'm not
4: going to let him tell the story because he always messes it up. He does not mess it up. Right. I tell no, the truth. No, you all did right? not tell the truth. Listen, we were right here in this ring, all right? He, he saw me from across the ring. Came up to me and said, "Hey, Shiki. Hey, I'm I'm starting this university. Do you mind, uh, Do you have some capital? You wanna you wanna invest in the university? I promise we'll give you returns." That's word for word what I said. I promise we'll <laughs> we'll I promise we'll breed breed athletes, and they'll come and buy jewelry from you. And how many athletes have come and bought jewelry from me, Jameson Ryan? We're still working on the
1: funds. We're
4: still working
1: <laughs> to make money. We spent the money. Now we're going to start making the
5: money. It takes you time. Please don't just hand it Make money and then, you money can't and then just give build me the money. Uh,
4: but this is why this whole thing is coming about because he's not reliable, this guy. He's, he's whoa, making the whoa. Great. Whoa. My middle name is it's Jameson Reliable Ryan, all right? You they change are, your middle name every week. Every week I ask you what your middle name is. and You keep changing <laughs> it. And that's why I keep telling my lawyers a different middle name. They keep sending you subpoenas and you don't come to court.
1: RuPaul. that's actually like a smart RuPaul. strategy he doesn't <laughs> yeah, get him
2: really is. he doesn't get him it's a new middle name hey it's, it's, you, it's, you know what i tell him all the
1: time he's like elmer fudd i his bugs bunny it's a great dynamic i love it i don't i, I don't,
4: don't even, even understand the he gets gets a little i upset. don't even know what that is you know
1: sometimes <laughs> you just gotta rub his head a little bit and then he smiles
4: <laughs> it's it's, it's <sighs> something about elmer's glue i have no idea what are you trying to are you
2: trying to kill the rabbit are you trying to kill the rabbit diamond Sheik? if he's the rabbit then yes of course i'm trying to kill the rabbit See, actually, you know no. What? Trying he to kill the thread rabbit with a gun. The I'm other trying day, to hook he the took
1: rabbit. Me hostage
4: and threaten me with a gun. That, that actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> <Why not?
1: laughs> by
4: the way, by the way, really. By the way, really <laughs> cool guy. Really cool guy.
1: It was the it gun
4: in a up. We did look it up together. Yeah, and then I was I realized why am I looking up stuff with this guy? It just didn't make any sense. <laughs> so what,
1: we were doing so good. We were gonna get some nachos. <laughs> it was working out perfect. And then he just got all upset the way that he does.
4: <laughs> you know what that nacho cheese gets me all the time that's not fair he
2: squeezes his fist
1: real tight and i tell him you're not making diamonds relax and he just, no.
2: there seems to <laughs> be like you guys could be friends here yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Were, we were we yeah. He threw it all away I, it listen i don't mind us. being the guy's friend but
4: he's got to pay me back he's got to pay me. i'm back working on pressure. it it takes time we got district you weaseled your way in here it's all going to work out I came in like a businessman. Okay. I came with cash at the door. They let me in because you were too busy lifting weights and playing beer pong or whatever you guys play. At your whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, your beer, first of all, it's tequila only. Okay. BGU. Tequila pong, whatever you want to call it. You guys were too busy doing that. And you went behind on your payment by two days. And guess what? My lawyers found out we cashed in. I'm 50% owner of district now. Two days. You can't get a two day grace period. You get three days to pay rent. This isn't rent. This is business, which is something you don't understand. Nah. <laughs> this I feel like
3: This could all be used in build up packages to this Sunday. What we're seeing right now, this is great. You know what?
1: It's tough to get him in a room because you know what you know, I got? I, I got this guy in a room, once. And I just a so in a room once. I just want to try and be there for him. And he pushes
4: me away the way that he does everybody else. I, I, I don't push people away. They're just not on my level. Have you ever sat there and said, oh my God, this person is so not on my level. What am I doing in the same room with him?
1: I don't even know what that means. Levels, this is wrestling. It's all
4: one flat surface. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I had him in a room. There's once. levels. He his way out. He tricked me by giving me Ooh. one of those really nice tank tops. He's actually, can I see that tank top? It's really nice. Hey, BGU. Yeah, BG nice tank top. yeah what, is, what is that made of? It's even nicer underneath, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> nah. No, stop it, stop. Don't. <laughs> With your charm, again, no, you're not weaseling your way out of this one. Someday it's going down. I've got my team. He's got his little university people. Oh, let's to. talk about his team. His team, yeah. Luke Sampson, the
1: gatekeeper over at the Nightmare Factory. Who, who, by the way, he's got the who who this Monster recently Wait. featured on Bleach Report for how incredible he's been doing lately. And
0: yes.
1: then he's got yes. my arch nemesis, the that guy. two worst people I could possibly think of to have to deal with T.S.F. Rosario oh, Grillo and Hunter Knott. These two idiots, for over a year now, have been bragging about how they're the best tag team in the world. They're not even the best tag team that trains out of the Nightmare Factory. All right, that's gonna be B.G.U. These two hey, wait morons. Wait a second. Think What's your so- record? No, 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 you hold on a minute. You, you just wait your turn. I'm talking right now. Don't cut me off. These two morons think that they're popular because they're over on Twitch and Twitter. I don't care about your followers. The two of you have been ducking. Me and, hey, you just, you just, wait a minute, Sheik. The two of them have been ducking me and Bull for about six months now. We had two matches against them. They cheated to win both of them. We were scheduled for three more. They blew us off. We had a gauntlet match. They lost in the first round. We won. It. Who's the
4: best team, Sheik? Who's the best team? So all I heard you say was you're two and one against the team that I picked. Right or my team is two and one against you. Sorry, that's
5: not what I still said. have a victory no. over you. No, right? no, is that no what you you just said?
4: Three, three, no, three, no You he won one. Yes. all You won with other tag teams in there. You probably used those guys to throw at my guys. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so they have two victories over you. You only have one, and that's what you're you're bragging about. That do you know how to do math? You teach teaching university, don't you? We don't. It's about working out. <laughs> up to the
1: conference meetings.
4: All right, all right. You put two plates on. You take
1: one plate off. How many plates do you have left? That's lopsided. You gotta drop the weight. <laughs>
4: and you're talking yeah, about Twitch no and Twitter. That's how Before these people like make money. The
1: the
4: they don't just sit on their butts all day like you at the gym, waiting for weights to lift themselves. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't even know what I'm saying.
1: I don't get it. I get after it. I'm all hyped up after you work out. I'll come at you like the biggest spider monkey you've
4: ever seen in your life. Wait, do that again. Do that again. No. I'm not going (laughs) to do it again. Do it again. It It was so nice. I want to see it one more time. Come on. Come on, one time.
3: Yeah, yeah. those are nice, right, guys? Very, very. are do that. Let's move on. Let's
1: talk about the next couple matches here.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, we. Got, I, there's plenty to talk about. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. Do you got a question? Now. I, I hate I the have,
4: guy. I hate the guy, but he's so beautiful, so hard. <laughs> Sorry, I, go ahead, Jeremy. Catch me all season.
1: Too long on heels on stars. By the way, you'll see my abs all over
4: the place. I was looking for a plug, but I think I found one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> J- Jameson, are you running a pyramid scheme out here?
1: No, no, it's a Ponzi
2: scheme. I mean, <laughs> uh,
1: it's, it's a business where we're going to make money by taking people's money. We're not we're taking money, my money to give us some money and it's going to help us run the university. It'll, it'll work out for the best. The public's going to love it. It's a, it's a big public affair for everybody involved. Uh, me and Bull are definitely not going to use the money to set up our gyms across the country.
3: Right. So, so you were saying it's a, it's a, it's a business where all the all these people give you the money up here. Yeah. Kind of like a pyramid. A little bit. These guys, these guys oh, don't get it. it.
4: These guys don't get it. Okay. So it's 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 Brandon and Jameson at the top, right? And all they have to do is they have to recruit two people each. Right, yeah. so when they recruit two people each, and they got four people under them, under and those man. four people, all they got to do is recruit two more people, well, right? Once they recruit those two people, then, six right, foot twelve, bitch, exactly. weighing fifteen percent of a metric ton, big and how double can that, up. How can you have that at the bottom of a pyramid? That's too big to be at the bottom. We of got. Wait, unless, but he's the unless whole you land to the side. side. You he lay goes him to, to the side, side <laughs> by himself. I guess it is kind of a pyramid. on one side. And then when you took my money, they didn't come it a pyramid scheme. Along with Brandon
1: and myself holding up the other side. And then the you fill in the whole middle with all your money. You,
4: you didn't tell me it was a pyramid scheme when you took my money. <laughs> it's not a pyramid scheme, it's a <laughs> business. But it's shaped like a pyramid. <laughs> that's just how you look at it. Yeah. But if you turn a
1: pyramid over, it's still shaped like a pyramid. But if you turn a pyramid over, that's kind of like how I'm built. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's what fair. this is about, boys.
4: <laughs> Lifting weights and getting hit. Also, if you turn a pyramid over, it's kind of how a diamond's built too.
3: That's that's fair. That's also, true, wow. Man. Okay.
1: Good
4: point. I'll give you that one. <laughs>
1: All
4: right. All right. So is anybody keeping score? I'm
1: winning.
2: Uh, no, we can't let okay, Jason keep score. We've already we've already learned that unless weights are involved,
4: I got my This is not gonna be right. I think I think if we keep reps, it'll be better. Like yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. We can keep reps. All right, sets. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, next question. Okay, next question for me. Question. Right for me. Next one for Bro, me.
3: Well, this this is this is this is this is either y'all can give your take on this. I want to hear both sides, actually y'all have a legend appearing on this show. Uh more than just the two of y'all, we have Ernest the Cat Miller is going to be appearing at, at this event, which I'm very excited for. As a as somebody who grew up in the 1990s, I was a big fan of WCW. I was a massive fan of Glacier and I loved his his partner Ernest the Cat Miller and like it's funny cuz my brother uh Jameson knows this, but my brother is a boxing trainer out of Atlanta and he like has these like random interactions with the cat because the cat coaches karate and like the same gyms. But my brother didn't My brother didn't grow up a wrestling fan like I did. So he like was like dapping up the cat for like a year, but just like thought he was like a familiar face. He knew through like boxing training. And eventually he like, put it all together and he was like, he told me, he's like, Stephen, I've been hanging out with the cat for like a year and I didn't realize it. And I was like, oh man, I, I was so jealous. And then he told me he was wrestling this weekend. Can't wait to see it. What's it like to have a guy of that kind of like legendary status as a part of this show? Not only really just a part of it, he's, he's wrestling in a match, right? So I mean, this is gonna be
1: crazy. Yeah. Um, so first of all, uh, your brother actually is my buddy Joe's coach um, and Joe, I believe is undefeated and won his fights all by knockout. So big ups right there. there. Um, second of all, for me, it's amazing because me and my dad, Ernest was one of our favorites when I was growing up watching TV with my dad. Um, but yeah. I'm actually going to let Sheik go ahead and take this one because she's got a little bit closer relationship that, with Ernest than anybody else right now.
4: So going, I'm going to backtrack a little bit where you said, uh, you mentioned Glacier. There's a yeah. guy up here that trains us and he does a phenomenal Glacier impression. Yeah. His name yeah. is Raymond Lloyd. Ray world, he yeah. Like him. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. It's it's very, small, uncanny. very small world. He was actually my high school's lacrosse coach when oh, I was wow. growing up too. No, so Raymond, like it's Raymond Lloyd a, or Glacier? um Which well coach coach uh was it was a coach uh what, what was his uh what was his coach gimmick i just i just lost the yeah he, he had like a buzz like the coach buzzed you or lost other. The bit. <laughs> anyway
4: <laughs> anyway sorry sorry I, I don't know anything about that Continue. guy i just feel like if you had glacier coaching your lacrosse it would be bad because you'd just be freezing all the balls and sticks and you guys wouldn't be able to get anything done but, uh, yeah coming out soon that he's working on everybody
1: needs to check out uh, oh, so definitely, follow him yeah. on Instagram
4: so you can check out his movie when that gets released. Yeah, yeah. Big awesome. production. They've, they've been working on it. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, with with the cat, though, Ernest Miller, uh, definitely an honor to have him on the show. Uh, he's coming back to the heart of Atlanta. I don't think he's been there since maybe uh, when he was on TV, you know, and, and this is a big thing for him. And he's going to come in and, you know, we kind of just, like, let him do whatever he's comfortable with. And I think he's going to maybe kick some butt. So, you know, it's definitely something you want to keep your eyes on. Um, and just having the tutelage of him and, and being kind of like a mentor to me and how to, you know, cut a promo and speak. It's just invaluable having, having the cat in my corner. So I'm very excited that he's going to be joining us at Dick's district. And I don't know, maybe you'll come back for another show if we do more and, and he'll be like a main staple for us. So that's very exciting.
2: QT Marshall, I think Jensen might have frozen. Okay. QT Marshall is part of this as well. Marshall. Is that is that guy as annoying as he seems on television? Like, does he have redeeming qualities? You guys, you guys seem like you're around him more, certainly more often than I am. But like on television, I think it the best, You know what I mean? Like the worst. The
1: factory guys that he hangs out with, you know, he treats them really well because those are his people. So I think if you're his people, he treats you pretty well. And then if you're not his people, or you're some annoying losers on Twitter that are trying to get a rise out of him, you might get it.
4: Yeah. yeah. Does he treat you well, Sheik? Pretty much. Oh, he treats me really well. He treats me very well. You know, he, he invited me here to train. He he was my coach, uh, and I trained under him, and that's when I learned all my fundamentals. And I'm very solid fundamentally because he drilled it into us. And, and just like I drilled diamonds into jewelry, man, I get it. You know, you want to make sure they don't get out, that they stay in there. I understand what quality is, and that's what you get here when you train with uh, QT and Cody at this school. So... Uh, and again, he'll, he'll be the, in the main event of our show. So if you definitely want to see some good quality wrestling, that main event is going to have a whole bunch of quality for you because it's uh, QT and Anthony Agogo, who's former Olympic boxer, bronze medalist uh, from the UK. And then you've got on the other side of the ring, you've got the Workhorsemen, which is their, their name says it all, right? They're the workhorses. They, they come in the ring and they do the thing. And, you know, everybody's going to leave happy except for the losers, of course.
1: Yeah. yeah I think, uh, a big thing to mention too is uh, QT was recently on the Forbidden Door pay per view. He was part of that. You know, a go go like you said, Olympic medalist um, in boxing. Anthony Henry recently on the Death Before Dishonor pay per view for Ring of Honor. And JD Drake. If you ask anybody in a locker room anywhere, they'll tell you he's one of the best right now. So that's gonna. One hundred percent.
3: Yeah, I'm. 100%. I'm really looking forward to that main to that main event, that tag match, like. You know, uh, QT. I, I, it's been really cool seeing him do his thing on AEW the last few years, and I, I got to see Anthony Gogo live at Battle Slam a few days ago, and that was the first time I've seen him like real close, like up close. And I, I mean, that guys, massive. He's like, a monster, I, I, right? Yeah. He's a monster? Oh, yeah, people
4: don't realize that.
3: Yeah, yeah. On TV, it doesn't do him justice. He is a he's, he's huge. He's tall.
4: Person. He's built well. He speaks well. He carries himself well. It's it's almost intimidating being in his presence, and unless you're there, you don't you don't quite get it. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he loves to run his mouth,
1: but he's probably the one guy in the business that can back it up just as as he's
3: yeah, yeah. And then the other side, like you said, the work horseman. I mean, Anthony Hendry, I think, has been one of the best guys out of the southeast for a long time. And he he had like a, a short run in the WWE as Asher Hale, but like then coming bouncing back after after getting back out there. You know, I've always loved this tag team with uh with um JD Drake, but it's been cool seeing them being able to team again because, like, I think Anthony, like I said, is one of the best guys kind of out of the Southeast in the last, like, decade or so. And J.D. Drake, I've been saying for years, I think he's the most underutilized person in, in all of AEW. Like, that guy is so good. If you watch him on the indies, like, as, like, a main event level guy out there, like, he's he's so damn talented. A real throwback. So I think this is the perfect type of main event for y'all to have uh, for this show on Sunday.
1: Absolutely. Uh, J.D., like you said, he definitely is a rising star in this business. Um, As far as underutilized goes, uh, QT Marshall as well. Personally, myself, and I know a lot of other people that came at the factory, we've all seen and know what QT is capable of, and he might be one of the best unrecognized wrestlers on earth.
2: I I will actually give QT credit. I was doing a bit with him being annoying. He is annoying on television. His character is very (laughs) annoying. But as far as in-ring wrestling goes and his character, he's supposed to be annoying. He does a great job. I'll be nice to QT Marshall before he he does try to fight me on Twitter. <laughs> I do like QT though as a wrestler. Um, you you also train with Cody or Cody is there? Is Cody there? He's mentioned. I know he just had surgery uh, a few months ago. He says he's they won't give him a timeline because they're afraid he will try to jump their timeline. Is he already back? Is he is he doing reps and everything and trying to piss off his doctors by coming back by Survivor Series? He's not here.
1: There, uh recently I've been busy with work and a couple other things to show us particulars, so I'm not sure what's going on over there right now.
4: I, I haven't seen him I haven't seen him since before July. So okay. you know it, you guys- uh, and before that he was definitely in a sling. So yeah, I can't I can't say I've seen him.
3: You guys are moving locations,
2: aren't you? I saw that today.
4: Yeah, so uh they got a they got a ten thousand square foot facility uh in McDonough, Georgia and uh, the new brand will be Nightmare Fitness. So it'll be a full-inclusive fitness facility. They'll have cardio machines, they'll have lifting machines, they'll have uh, training uh, nutritionists, uh, which is actually uh, Carolyn, who's QT's wife, Carolyn uh, Gilari. She's a phenomenal nutritionist. She's helped me lose a lot of weight. Um, So she'll be up there, her services. And for right now, from what I hear, they're open 20, the gym's open 24 seven. So that's like a phenomenal thing because Uh, Something that you may not know about pro wrestlers or you may know about pro wrestlers is that we don't have the most conventional schedules. Um, So our training, sometimes 2 a.m., you know, and we just can't sleep. We just want to get in a ring, hit those reps, get our fundamentals down. And that's a, you know, it's great that it's open 24 7. So Uh, not not that we know too much about it because it was just announced. We're kind of finding out with everybody else. But uh, yeah, I do believe that there's a move in the future. Yep, I think they're still looking
1: for uh, people for their October camp. I think there's still a couple spots open. um, Yeah. Through Instagram or Facebook or their website.
4: Hey, I'll say this. I'll say this in all honesty. uh, It's a life changer. If you you go through the camp and you stick with it and you put your heart into it, it will change your life.
2: Well, well, Cody says, uh, he said it from the very jump of like, do the work and he wants guys, That are that are gonna stick with it and that are gonna continue to put in the work like when you first walk in there i mean it' it's Cody Rhodes, it's the Rhodes family and then and then q t the way he's built himself up and gone from uh, the the thing is Cody's lackey to everything he's doing in a e w and everything like is it a little intimidating just walking in there the first time, like, oh, what have I gotten myself into uh she go go ahead
4: so uh. The first time I walked in here, it was intimidating. And I'm sure if you put yourself in the shoes of anybody that signs up for a beginner's wrestling camp and you've never set foot in a ring, you're a true beginner, you're green as grass, you're going to be intimidated. You're going to come in, you're going to be nervous, you're going to be anxious, you're going to be apprehensive, you're going to be all the above. But I'll say this. Something happened that I did not expect to happen. And that was this man, Cody Rhodes, literally held my arm and ran the ropes with me. When I thought that I couldn't do it right and he and I run the ropes pretty damn good now and I think it's just because he's stuck there with me he's there for the students he actually gives a damn he, he'll come in on film days and watch films with us he'll come and dissect stuff him and him and QT are possibly the greatest assets to any pro wrestler in training I would say in the country so it is a little intimidating at first you know it does give you a little butterflies I, I know some guys that had experience that still felt that way. But as long as, like he says, as long as you're going to do the work and get in there, he'll hold your hand and do it with you. So I've, I've experienced that firsthand.
2: Jameson, how about you? First time you walked into to that building, what what's going through your head and I guess your stomach?
1: Uh, so when I started, it was actually the one fall power factory. It was just QT and Ray. Um, Cody hadn't come in yet. Um, but it was cool for me because. Uh, I was at the airport one day and I saw Trent from best friends, walking through, it was right before AEW started. So I went up to him just being, you know, a mark said, hi, how you doing? You know, excited about AEW looking forward to it. And he asked me, uh, are you in the business? Are you a worker? And I said, no. And he looked at me up and down and he was like, you just look like that for no reason. (laughs) I was like, all right, fair enough. So then, shortly after, uh, just an ad popped up for the One Fall Power Factory on Instagram. I sent a message within like two minutes. QT sent me a text, asked him if he could call me. Called me up. We had like a five minute conversation. I went in there like the next day. Walked in. We talked a little bit. Um, brought me in the ring. He's like, "All right, just start. You know, have me do a couple things." He's like, "What do you think?" I was hooked. Obviously, that's I've been a lifelong fan since the day I was born. Up until this year, I've seen every episode of Raw and SmackDown ever. Like I'm. A huge diehard fan so getting in that ring was incredible for me um and really qt's helped me really develop uh what i'm able to do now as in-ring promos i'd like to fancy myself a bit of a talker qt really helped me a lot with that um the in-ring work is all psychology based you know we really focus on doing things right and making sure that you're telling a story and not just going in there and doing whatever you want
3: um what were your experiences like working some AEW so far, because I know you guys have had some experience on AEW uh, television.
1: Uh, It's been incredible, man. That's the first thing I did there. I was in the ring, part of the factory uh, with QT, and, uh, you know, we were in there with Big Show. We tried to jump Big Show. Didn't work out too well. I took a big choke slam. What,
4: what were you thinking? What were you It's the Big Show. Or it's, you know, when QT tells White.
1: you to come help him beat somebody up,
4: you just go do it. You don't second guess. Was well, he not the first one out of the ring? He's smarter than all of you. He didn't tell us it was Big
1: Show,
4: and then Big I mean, Show just kind of walked out. And
1: he he might, didn't uh, just, I'm not gonna run away when I'm on TV. He did. I might have peed a
4: little bit. You know. <laughs> My jeans were dark, so you couldn't tell. See, QT asked me to do it too. I said I'm not a sucker. I was like, I know, I know. As soon as, as soon as that guy gets into the ring, you're gonna be the first dude out of there. That's, that's a smart fair. play. Hey, no offense, that's a smart play, Coach. Mm. But you do your thing. I'm gonna go make a million bucks. We'll reconvene in the morning. So that's fair that's fair but i got to do that
1: man i've been uh part of segments you know i've been in, out there i got beat up by ftr i got beat up by uh who else i got beat up by billy Gunn the one night i've done stuff with road dog and um you know we've done uh just all kinds of stuff man the celebrities i mean i'm such a huge fan i'm getting all worked up right now just thinking about it. I got rick flair's catchphrase tattooed on my knuckles like limousine riding jeff flying kiss steel and wheel and son of a gun i got a gun tattooed on my index finger of my right hand. It's the first thing people see when I shake their hand because I'm that big of a fan. I'm stuck being a
4: wrestler, you know what I mean? There's nothing else I can do
1: now. I can't get another job.
4: He's you know, definitely know. not running a daycare. Not with <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can I watch your kids?
2: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. the gun not on your gun tattooed on your finger like that. You, you get some questions, but I like that it's all Ric Flair's catchphrase. Good hey, you know,
1: you want to be the man, you got to be like the man. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna have a chance yeah. to beat him. He just had his last match out so i was gonna say
4: something. It's something like that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The first time, the first time I saw that tattoo, I I also marked out for it. We were we were training in the gym, we were lifting weights, and like he was over there. I was like, "What's that on your hand?" Like something new. And I looked at it, and I was like, "I already knew what it was." He didn't even have to explain it to me. I, I said it out loud, each each syllable. I was like, ah, "This guy."
1: Oh, uh, it's creative. Cool. Uh, Speaking about Nightmare Factory and the show, uh, we also have Hyena Hera versus Charlotte Renegade, one half of the Renegade Twins. That match is going to be pretty exciting. Charlotte is uh, she's been a force to be reckoned with lately. You know she's been kicking some ass, and Hyena Hera is looking to make a big name for herself, trying to get her name out there. And I think she's going to impress a lot of people on this show. Um, following up with that, we have Angelica Risk, Spicy Quesadilla versus Robin Renegade, the other half of the Renegade. That match might have potential to steal match of the night because these two girls are gonna beat the crap out of each other. It's like a deep-seated hatred since Angelica came into the factory. Oh yeah. Bragging, acting like she's the best woman on earth. Robin wasn't having it, and they just have been beefing ever since. They had that part of that fatal four-way on Battle Slam recently. They got into it there. They're not allowed to train in the same rings. They got to be separated
4: at all times because it's always got to turn physical. So these two are gonna beat the crap out of each other. Listen, awesome. I, I, I was part of the camp that Angelica was a part of. She was part of my camp, which is camp two at the Nightmare Factory. And i oh, oh,
3: no. We
4: lost,
3: we lost. We lost
1: Sheik. James and
4: Ryan's so, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Not on my watch. That was actually Ernest calling me. Can't let me get up there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so... <Okay>. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's <laughs> <There's> crazy. <stuff laughs> in right now. But yeah,
2: uh,
4: I'm going to get off this ring.
2: Don't leave the belt. Like said, Don't leave the belt okay. hanging there.
4: I got insurance. Okay. We're good. Don't All right. about it. So like I said, and Elka was actually part of my camp, and uh, she's great. Okay, I've seen her train. She's got grit. She's got art. She's scrappy. But uh, from the moment I saw these renegade twins, I'm going to tell you something. They'll do what it takes to win. They have... No issue going there, if you know what I mean. And that's the type of team that the Sheik can back. So uh, say what you want about Angelica, James Ryan, but uh got my money on those renegade twins. Women. I don't know,
1: man, you can't count Angelica risk out. She might not be the biggest competitor, but she don't care if you're 6'5", 300 pounds, or if there's two of them. She's gonna come fight, she's gonna swing, man. She don't care. All
4: right, you know what? I guess we'll have to see on Sunday, man. I guess we'll have to see.
5: The
3: is, is, uh, is there anything we're missing out for the show that, that uh you want to throw out there? Anyone else? Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Add? The well, match. We're match. Of, we're, of we're course, to that. We, we got a lot of uh exciting talent in there. We got some young people from the nightmare factory, couple other local talents from some other training schools, um, a couple big names in there. We got cycle Boy Fodder, uh of CYN. We're really excited about that. He's an intense competitor. We think he's really gonna. Messing people up if he gets the chance to in there. Uh, Darian Bankson, he's another young, exciting competitor. Everybody needs to. Yeah, he's not, go. God, he's not he's that great. Heavyweight champion
4: anywhere he goes. She doesn't like him. They Come don't on, he's basketball. not that great. He's he's okay. He's, he's all right. There's definitely better better guys in the gauntlet match. We got a like, Bravo
1: was in it of the infantry. Car- I like Carly, such as Carly myself. Carly was the man, everybody's fan of Carly. We got Byron Morales.
4: He's a little piece of shit. He's got to try and whistle his way into some He's winds. not bad. He's scrappy. You talk so great about an elephant. He's like the same thing, but in Guy-Blugey. Guy
1: <laughs> a brunette,
4: and He is a blonde. I like the blonde. Ah, tomato, tomato.
2: <laughs> uh, I got to ask uh, Diamond Sheik this. Yeah. He posted the, this video today with yeah, sure. Ross, Rick Ross. What, oh yeah! Oh, did, the boss, Rose the Ray.
1: biggest boss. Yes,
2: how, like, I gotta
1: tell you, we don't along Ray. right now. But if I was next to him, I would have given him a big, huge kiss for getting that on there. Oh, <laughs> I knew it! I knew <laughs> you like kissing me.
4: <laughs> I know you like kissing me. I knew
2: it. How <laughs> did this come about? Like, what was he hustling? Like, did, did you hustle to to get this? I gotta know about this. Nobody hustles the boss, brother. Nobody hustles the boss. He's hustling every day. Every day he's hustling.
4: Every day he's hustling. Okay, that's a fact. It's a fact, Jack, every day he's hustling. I, listen, I got, I got to the boss's house. Not my first time in the property, I've Been there many times before. I'm his personal jeweler. So I go, to some jewelry and I uh, had brought a little special piece of jewelry that day as you can see, right? So uh, he came up to me and he asked me a question. Every time the boss asks a question, you know, he's about to ask you an important question because he'll start it like this, Boom. right? oh cheeky what's that belt for boss can you believe that championship district wrestling has me defending my baby in a gauntlet match in a gauntlet match i don't have to fight one guy i'll fight like 20 guys he goes he goes you're going to suplex him off the top of the promised land so for you boss i will off the, top, off the top of anything the top of the turnbuckle off the top of the balcony wherever you want they're going down because i'm leaving district with this baby right here around my waist
2: maybe you gotta fight 22 guys 20 22 in room two twenty-two. i mean hey he's got all the money so if you want i'll doesn't just keep
1: matter. calling people we'll book everybody we'll get a hundred man gauntlet it's your money see this is, is what i'm
4: talking about like he doesn't he doesn't care he doesn't care i gave him money already he doesn't care about it he doesn't know how do you think we got the school
1: <laughs> you see what i'm working with here he's
4: <laughs> he dropped it at my door in a duffel bag he's handsome you <laughs> couldn't accept a wire you didn't know how to i don't have wires running through my house that can carry money i don't know what no that's, that's not oh <laughs> <laughs> I told this guy that I could cash app him and he didn't know what an app was. It doesn't work like a cup phone. You can't put the money in there and it shoots across. No, it doesn't. That's it doesn't how fit. Work. No. The spring would fall out. Yes. Yes. This, it would fall out. So, Anyways, sorry. Back to the, the boss. Yes. yes. I'm a shoot jeweler. That's what I do for a living so i create beautiful pieces and when i think i have enough of them to go and, and show him i take them out of our vault which these pieces are not displayed in our store they're specifically for vip clients we go and see nfl teams we go and see all kinds of you know hip-hop stars celebrities all kinds of people our client shaquille o'neal rip flair is one of my clients the whole defensive line of the new orleans saints whole defensive line of the new york jets my company is called lux Julius, and we do we do pretty good work i started it by myself 10 years ago uh with the tutelage of of my family but you know i i've done pretty much all the marketing and and all the branding myself and you know rick ross is a really good was really good client of mine and now he's kind of managing me so we're trying to break him into the pro wrestling world as well
2: my god this is, this is the greatest news I've ever heard. This is the biggest news we've ever aged oh, with. That's sorry. Rick Ross calling him right there.
1: That's,
2: that's the boss calling him.
1: Let's go stand in the office away from people wrestling.
2: Speak of the right. devil, man. Speak of the devil. He,
4: he must have knew we were talking about him. <laughs> you can't get one minute.
1: The devil is a get
4: lie, man. over here. The devil Look, is a lie. People, people ask me why I don't do interviews. It's because I get forty phone calls when I do one interview. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, he's bragging about
1: all his clients. I once trained the guy that worked at Home Depot at a gym like
3: three years ago. So how about that? There you go. There you Pretty even.
1: Pretty Is
4: Lowe's too good for you?
1: <laughs> no, it's not good enough.
4: Actually, we're wearing the Lowe's colors. Represent Lowe's colors right now. ATL. <laughs> it's like
5: talking. <laughs> it's talking.
4: It's like talking to a beautiful brick sometimes. Like a, I, I, I'd, I'd like to think a <laughs> bit more of as a parrot he's a gorgeous man he really is yeah he is
5: he's
3: profile. so one of the one of the things we always kind of wrap the interview up with is this is going to be kind of a different type of scenario today we we always ask what's the coolest thing in your room that you're in uh sheik's in the nightmare factory i mean in in holding a belt I like that I'm i should imagine yeah that's that's I'm cheating. Cheating. yeah um, he's been Januson.
2: showing off the coolest thing the entire interview <laughs>
3: exactly i know I feel
2: like i'm cheating exactly
3: so we might already have the answer from Sheik jameson what is the coolest thing in your room that you're in right now
4: uh that would be this
1: new york license plate that says are not- you an ass man Cosmo Creamer, the ass man <laughs> you know what
3: we, we need to start jeremy we need to start opening our our interviews asking like the hard-hitting questions like from now on my opening question is just tits or ass like from the very start, yes. We'll just ask that right at the beginning, and then. And That's <laughs> fun. <fine. laughs> I like
5: yeah.
3: that. That's only what's your favorite thing in your room? Yeah. Uh,
2: good deal. Um, you any, any last questions from you? No. Let Let everyone know where they can they can find you at, and uh, plug the show again coming up on, on Sunday. Uh, go ahead, Sheik. Let everyone know where, where to follow you, and any nails you want to plug. You can follow me at Diamond Chic on Instagram. You
4: can follow my company at Lux Jeweler on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at the Diamond Chic. Come see Championship District Wrestling in the heart of Atlanta at District Atlanta this Sunday, August 18th. We start at three o'clock. We're gonna go into seven or whenever they kick us out and uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, it'll be a great time because we're serving. They're serving, right? Oh, we got food. Oh yeah yeah so we're good we got drinks we got food everything so come bring your buddies bring your friends and nope, just... my buddy
1: celeste's been cooking up on the patio big samoan boy he knows food baby i'm telling you that shit's good
4: it's it's really good 100 i'll give the that endorsement for sure um if it's one thing i could say is that we live in a world where a lot of things go wrong and bad and sometimes the news doesn't make us happy anymore sometimes we hear things that make us sad don't don't ever think that nobody's there to listen to you if you need help reach out for help mental health is such such a fragile and crazy thing i've lost so many friends to suicide and other things so you know it, it's never a bad thing i would i would much rather hear a friend complain or cry on my shoulder than hear about a funeral i got to go to so if you need help you can reach out to me, you can reach out to anybody. There's everybody's here to listen to you and you're not in it alone. That's all I want to say.
1: Yep, and Sheik just buried me, making me a huge heel to some he stuff after he said that nice sentimental <laughs>
4: meaning there. Thank you for
1: that. Appreciate it. Uh you can follow Championship District Wrestling on Instagram at district underscore wrestling. You can follow me at Pose Malone. Uh, on Twitter, it's JRY. You can follow my business, also at Um Thanks for making it, Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you so much. For thank
2: time. you, guys. We we really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you guys for for taking the time. Uh, and everyone, sure. check out the show on Sunday. If you were in the the Georgia area, District Championship Wrestling. Uh You know, Jensen's gonna be there, so I'll Jensen's be there. Jensen, yeah. Yeah. Plenty of, yeah. plenty of news and sports oh, in man. there. Can you pick G up? Can you pick G up Steven Simon. Jensen? Can you pick him up and like press him? Like hey, no, Jensen? Do oh yeah, we'll throw yeah. him all over the. I'll have Ben yeah. put him up
1: on his shoulder, and you can just launch him up onto the second
2: store. Yeah, that's what I want to see. That's always. T- I'm gonna to.
4: Hey, just tuck your chin, kid. You'll be fine. Just tuck. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay.
3: I'm ready to take some bumps, guys. Just let me know. Let me know if I need to do. It. I think oh, I'm yeah. gonna get
4: out of here and
2: get some tacos. Nice. Thank you, guys. Thank you yeah, so much. Guys. We really appreciate it. Guys, we'll be right back here on the Thank you to Jameson and Ryan and the Diamond Sheik for joining us in the Creator Spotlight. Can go check out their show. The link is below in the description. Uh, Eventbrite, if you are uh, in the Atlanta area Championship District Wrestling, it's going to be headlined by QT Marshall. And Anthony Gogo taking on the workhorseman, JD Drake, and Anthony Henry. I believe it'll be streaming on YouTube as well. So I'm sure we'll have the, the streaming link for that up on Fightful. We'll have results up on Fightful. Jensen will be there. If you're there, go say hi to Stephen Jensen. Punch him in the face. Do something, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh Jameson will toss him to you since he's gonna press slam him. Uh, guys, that is it for our show today. We'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Everyone can head over to Fightful Overbooked. We got new content every single day. Yesterday uh, I posted our interview with Cole Radrick that we did last week With an hour with Cole live um, and a new episode of the Joshi dreamcast with Scotty wrestling dropped as well. Um, We have day after dynamite today with Will Washington and a special guest at some point. Uh, Sometimes he does it too. Sometimes at 3 we'll Washington works on his own schedule because he's Will Washington and he's the fucking man. He can do what he wants. I don't care. Uh, So he'll be there. I'll make my run in at some point on that show. He'll be reviewing last night's dynamite. Assuming he's healthy last week, he was a little sick under the weather, but I I think he's back in action nowadays. Uh, We have a new episode newsworthy. That'll be up on Saturday. We will have a new episode of coexisting. That's live uh, every Every Friday at three o'clock. And I know Maggie and Rob, I should uh, make sure I plug this properly. Uh, Maggie and Rob are donating all the super chats. for for tomorrow's show. And I will get the the proper plug on this one. Uh, But again, coexisting every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Fightful Overbook. That is a a great show. Mag and Robbie are tremendous. So it is with, they'll be donating all Super Chat proceeds to Mel Calment Arts GoFundMe campaign. Again, I have the retweet up on my Twitter. You can follow Rob Wilkins at Rob Wilkins. You can follow maggie at maggie underscore ik go check them out show them some love for their show and we have a new episode of the series up on saturday i hope uh, i want to make full promise on that but hopefully it's fine on the Pine. i saw your comment earlier if you're listening back to this or if you're still here i will do some type of video of like how i kind of thought of this and my what my mind process and work is when i re-watch these matches if people are interested in something like that and even if you're not whatever five people watch it then that's okay uh somebody will watch it hopefully so yeah go to fight overbook, book subscribe leave us some thumbs up on the videos we appreciate all support there subscribe to fightful select sean is always dropping the scoops go to fightful.com we're always dropping the news guys that is gonna do it we'll be back next thursday with a brand new episode of the spotlight bye everybody